Good morning, honorable members, um, our officials, members from recording the, in progress from the department led by the minister and the deputy minister. We have got the, the agenda before us. The first item is opening and welcome. You are warmly welcome. The meeting is official opened. Purpose of this today's meeting is to get a briefing on the 2022-23 quarter one performance report of the Department of Small Business Development as well as a quarter report quarter one performance report of CIFA as well as CIDA. So you are warmly welcome. I will now invite King to render the second item, which is roll call and apologies. Thank Do you, have any apologies? Thank you, Chairperson. Good morning. Uh, good morning, uh, Honorable Members. Good morning, Deputy Minister. Good morning, DG, uh, CEO of the two entities and board members who are present, and good morning, uh, colleagues from the department, entities, and the uh, parliament. And I'd like to welcome some of the members of the party who have uh, joined. Uh, Chairperson, I did uh, accept the Honorable Kruger, Honorable Jacobs, Honorable April, Honorable Lubengo, Honorable Tivilias, and then uh, Honorable Zumula extended the apology, indicating that he is in the other meeting. I was still waiting for Honorable Mieni, who was still struggling with the network, trying to connect. And then from the department, uh, there is a Honorable Deputy Minister, who I think is the leader of the delegation as well as the DG and uh, the CEO of the entities. So those are members. If I missed one, the member can indicate, but I've got that uh, apology of uh, Mr. Mieni and then of uh, Mr. Zumula. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Can I have a mover for the adoption of the agenda from honorable members? I move, Chair. Good morning. I move for the adoption of the agenda. Honorable Jacobs moves. Any seconder, honorable members? I do second, Chair. Thank you. I will now invite the DM, who is the leader of the delegation from the department, to lead us in this item. Uh, Honorable Deputy Minister, over to you. Thank you very much, Chairperson, and good morning to yourself and the members of the Portfolio Committee. I also want to greet our DG 
and those who are represented, uh, I mean, from the CEOs. Uh, I must indicate also that, uh, as indicated by Good uh, King, our minister is uh, out of the country, and indeed her apology is uh, uh, in this time also forwarded. And honourable uh, members of the PC uh, and, and officials from Parliament and the Department, please accept our warm greetings. We are here today to make the presentation on quarter one, performance of the Department of CEDA and CIFA. We both have, we have success stories and challenges detailed in the presentations. We acknowledge in advance that there are areas where we did not meet our targets due to those challenges outlined in the presentations that will be made by our DG and the teams. We also have plans moving forward for the uh, the bridge, bridging those gaps that may be existing. But we're also expecting a, a constructive criticism as it uh, usually happens in the portfolio committee and guidance from the honorable members. But lastly, Chairperson, uh, I would like to hand over to our DG, Mr. Mkuman, uh, who lead on the presentations. I thank you very much, Chairperson. Thank you, DM, and uh, good morning uh, to the honourable chair and members, as well as colleagues who are on the platform. Uh, just to indicate uh, that the CEOs are also uh, out of the country as part of the delegation that is supporting the minister. Um, so there are senior executives from the two entities who will also be uh, presenting on their behalf. Um, without waste of time, Chair, I will project uh, the, the presentation. Um, I do have this CFO here as well as the Chief Director, Corporate Management, who also presents some parts of the report. Uh, um, as indicated by the DM, we're here to present our first quarter report. Uh, we'll also talk to the actual outputs and also talk to reasons for deviations where we did not achieve any corrective measures as well as the plans that we have uh, to make sure that we are able to improve in terms of performance. We'll also talk to the financial report. Uh, the CFO will quickly do that as well as the Chief Director of Corporate Management who will take us through the HR report. Just to indicate, Chair, that uh, we are doing fairly well in terms of governance and compliance uh, issues um, as we have been able to meet and, and, and take those uh, critical decisions that are important for our uh, performance as a department, but also compliance. Uh, we are fully compliant. We do have the Audit and Risk Committee, Risk and Ethics Management Committee. Um, the only challenge that we had for the first quarter was the ICT steering committee because of 
the challenges that are also outlined in later slides that resulted in us not being able to meet some of the targets around ICT, where we had one colleague who was remaining in the unit, and the same colleague was also acting as the director of corporate management at the, at the, at the during the first quarter. Um, these are just the requirements, Chair, uh, that we are mentioning that we are complying with all these relevant legislations um, that inform our participation in Parliament. Uh, we have also met our internal uh, within government, uh, these uh, timelines, where we are expected to submit a report to the Minister, but also a report to DPME. We also, because during this period we're busy with the annual report, uh, we're able to do that amid the 31st of May. And we also did come through to present the quarter four report during the first quarter. Chair, this is a quick high-level summary uh, of, of the performance uh, for the department, uh, but just also to look at it in context, that uh, this is uh, the first quarter which is uh, achieved 11. Uh, targets, uh, which equates to 55%, which is slightly above the other quotas uh, that we've uh, been fairly not performing very well in the past few years. We will talk to the reasons, uh, but uh, we were above 55%, and we believe that going forward we'll be able to get uh, more targets achieved. Quickly on the highlights, so we... As a department, we've been able to pay our valid creditors within 30 days, which is important for us because this is one of the important issues that have been raised by small businesses in particular that government sometimes does not pay them on time. So as a department, we are living in the space. We're able to do that uh, during this quarter. And 3,1% variance of cash flow projections, meaning we spent um, 592 million out of 610 million, resulting in a variance of 18 million, which is a less than 5% uh, quarter one target. And I think the question that always comes up is that if your performance in terms of the indicators is 5%, but you're talking about 96.9% um, 90, uh, in terms of the expenditure, these are not aligned. And the, the, the explanation is, as a department, we are too strict on ourselves. So, meaning if, even if we meet 99.9% of a target, if it's not 100%, it's not met. So where we have to spend, even we spend 99.9% of the budget, we still count as not met if they, we did not spend 100% of the budget as uh, targeted. So that's the main thing that is also uh, not working for us uh, because we end up being seen as people who are spending but not meeting uh, the target. We have, um, as uh, honorable members are aware, that we um, get got our, our structure finally approved. So we have come up with an improvement plan that should assist us to get as many um, uh, warm bodies as possible given the tight uh, timelines but also the limited capacity within the HR unit. Um, we are still within the 3.8%, uh, which, of which we had 3.3 as a target for persons with disabilities. We did have quite a number of public engagements. We had 35, which is very important for us because we have to go out there and engage with the people who are supposed to be beneficiaries of our services. We had 90 products uh, linked to the market against the target of 75. We have uh, developed an, an, a concept 
uh, so that we are targeted in terms of our international market access uh, engagements. We did have uh, some engagements, uh, as members are aware, that we are in the process of reviewing the business amendment bill. We had engagements because we also want to have the views of the municipalities who are the primary users of the Businesses Act. We have uh, finalized the SME and cooperative funding policy, of which we have to take it through now, the final processes, and make sure that it's tabled because it has to go through all the way to cabinet because it's the first of its kind and we need other departments to play their role, especially the DFIs, in ensuring that we are able to deliver on this um, funding policy. We are able to support 8,239 competitive SMEs and cooperatives. We did conduct a rapid review of regulatory impediments impacting small enterprises uh, during the first quarter because uh, we do have this big target that we need to meet by the end of this year. But it was important for us to start with the process of doing our own, given the literature that we have. Uh, but um, it also it is also going to guide us in terms of how far we should we go with all this review uh, reviewing of the regulatory impediments because uh, it is a target that will also go to cabinet because it, there are some other areas or other stakeholders who have to review their own legislations to make sure that SMMEs do are able to function in a more conducive environment. Chair, and then we thought we should also be upfront in terms of the underachievements. We are below in terms of uh, female representation at the SMS level. Um, Members will know that uh, last year we did indicate that we lost quite a number of members at an SMS level who are female, but uh, we have prioritized this target to make sure that we are able to reach at least 50%. We've always been operating above 50%. It's important for us not just to have more women in the department, but we need to have them at an, at an SMS level and above. Then the two targets, Chair, which are linked, um, the, of the system because we do have this SME SA database um, which we want to improve. We want to make sure that we create this conducive environment by ensuring that SMEs are able to access all the services that they need through the system. So we have two targets there for this current financial year uh, which link the SMME business index to identify the level of readiness and capability of SMEs because as government we've always been saying we do quite a lot of work investing, but we don't really measure, you know, the growth of these SMMEs. So we were linking um, to the SMSA database so that those that are registered, they were able to monitor their growth over a period of time. Also, um, we have uh, another target, uh, which is small enterprise credit scoring and rating because it's critical. This is very critical for us, especially when it comes to access to finance because we are aware that government alone cannot really provide all the funding that is required. So credit rating is very critical, especially if we want them to access finance from other um, uh, uh, stakeholders, including commercial banks. We did have engagement as a portfolio because we want to come up with one system um, within the portfolio. Uh, we don't really want to have different systems of operating in different uh, platforms we need to have one we've done that we do have ads supporting us and uh, we are final we finalized in fact during this quarter which is got a two the deviation request because we also want to link it to the existing databases one platform that was launched uh, recently by the uh, csir which we want to link it to 
uh, which also look at linking you know, small businesses in the SAPC region with the other international platforms. So we are in that process, uh, Chair, so we've done the deviation, um, we've finalized that, so we are in the process of implementing this uh, system during this quarter. So the targets that we could not meet in the quarter one, we are meeting it uh, during this uh, quarter two. She trades uh, ZA uh, platform. Here, Chair, we're not doing that well because um, we had a target of 500 women. Um, we are only able to register 327. And one of the issues here, Chair, is that the focus of women mostly, women-owned entrepreneurs, uh, is on the businesses, growing their business locally. They have not started looking at other uh, international markets. So it's one of those challenges where really we pushing, uh, but we are not really uh, succeeding in getting as many women-owned enterprises registered on the sheet trades at eight. Then uh, six, business infrastructure support. Here there were delays uh, in terms of the, the appointment of, of uh, the, the service provider because internally in the department we don't have expertise, we don't have engineers, we don't have people who do have expertise that can assist us in ensuring that uh, whatever support we provide through the infrastructure um, you know, is uh, done in an economic way, but we have appointed an adjudication committee which consists of colleagues from DBSA because they do have capacity there. They also have uh, colleagues from DTIC, from the infrastructure unit, who are also supporting us now so that we do have, you know, the relevant expertise. And then we are in the process of finalizing the appointment of the service provider. But during this call, I, must, I can indicate to the committee that we've already approved uh, uh, some, some, some projects under this program. Uh, so work is continuing. And uh, we, we're also pleased that we targeting those areas that are really um, disadvantaged in terms of infrastructure development, especially for small businesses. We do have one approval, for example, from the Northern Cape, uh, which has been the, one of the provinces that we have not been successful in supporting. Chair, one of the areas that we are really not pleased with is the support to cooperatives. Um, as members are aware that we've moved this program to CIFA, but we still keep it uh, in terms of the reporting within the department. And the challenges that CIFA is facing is the quality of the applications uh, that they've been receiving from cooperatives and also the reluctance from the side of cooperatives in taking support, sorry, taking support that um, is uh, partially alone. Um, they, are, they, they prefer uh, grants uh, from, from, from government. So there is that lack of appetite because we've blended in because we believe that the businesses that we support, even if they are cooperative enterprise, they must be sustainable. But we are working on a program uh, to change this. There is a pipeline that we already have uh, where CEDA has supported some cooperatives, and we believe that we'll be able to support some cooperatives before the end of the year. But also we, we are reworking this program because it's important for us to really get a uh, our support to the right cooperatives. Uh, the next slide, the next uh, target chair is the 5,000 township and rural enterprises. Um, it's the same issue that I raised earlier, that we missed this target by only 700 um, uh, co-op businesses that we did not support. So here we counted as not achieved, it's not even partially achieved, even though uh, we're able to support over 4,000 uh, because we did not meet our target of 5,000, we counted this unachieved. So money was spent 
uh, on these businesses, uh, but um, because the target that we've set ourselves is not is not achieved, so it's now it's counted as unachieved. But we are also working chair on reviewing the the term sheets. Uh, remember, members will remember that we did have various sub programs under TREB where we were looking at people, for example, for personal care, they had their own term sheet. People for automotive sector have their own term sheet. Now we've simplified it. Uh, we have a single term sheet that accommodates all sectors um, that uh, for SMEs that are based in township and rural areas. We are also uh, aligning or realigning the delivery approach between CIDA and CIFA to make sure that there is a smoother process between the two entities. And the, the startup businesses, uh, there was um, a deep, uh, we were able to meet this target last year. In fact, we exceeded it last year. But this year, there were challenges in terms of the quality of the applications because we still have that issue of ensuring that even if we receive applications, it should be people that are able to pay back the money because uh, all our resources, Chair, we've uh, um, redirected them to CIFA. So they are the ones uh, who really has, uh, distribute the money uh, that we have as a department or as a portfolio. So we, we had low quality of applications and then we were unable then uh, to, to, to get the target of 2.5, but we are positive that we'll be able to get that done. There have been engagements that have taken place between the department and the entities uh, to look at the windows because we do have a window period given the limited money that we have, especially when it comes to youth-owned businesses. Uh, we do have a limited budget. Uh, we reopening the window to make sure that we get as many businesses as, as possible. Um, red tape. We did not achieve it uh, for this month, but I can assure members that uh, we've been able to exceed this target already uh, during quarter two. Uh, so we are on track to make sure that we deliver on this target. We've had engagements uh, in various uh, provinces, including in Libogo. Um, there are other planned engagements where we are engaging with municipalities as ensuring that we do um, roll out this retail reduction awareness program. But we also do uh, go back and make follow-ups uh, to make sure that these, uh, munis these municipalities, they do execute um, the, the red tape reduction intervention through the DDM model. We are also working closely uh, with other departments, including provincial departments of economic development, uh, called uh, um, as they are a critical stakeholder in this work. But also the, the National Treasury is part of this work. The presidency is part of this work. Uh, we've had some successes, uh, which we will um, uh, talk about a little bit later in terms of what we've seen as the outcomes of our intervention, especially in the tourism sector, where we've seen the Department of Transport moving with speed in ensuring that they fix uh, the challenges around the, the licensing of uh, the tourism operators. Chair, with your permission, if I can request the CFO to quickly uh, take the portfolio committee through the financial report. Uh, thank you, Chair. Good uh, morning, uh, Chair, Honorable Chairpersons and Honorable Members, uh, Deputy Minister, DG, and the colleagues from the entities and the department. Uh, with your permission, Chair, if I could just um, stop my video so I don't get any interruptions from... Thank you. Thank you. I was also mindful of the fact that this is not a court of law and the PP is not being prosecuted. And 
Is it okay if I carry on, Chair? To answer. Yes, you may proceed. Cross exam. Okay, thank you. Because I'm being, I, I'm hearing an interrupt. I'm getting an interruption. Not sure from whom, but nonetheless, Chair, as DG has already indicated earlier. We, for the first quarter of the financial year, had planned to spend 610 or just under 611 million. And for the first three months of the financial year, we were able to spend 592 million of that and have in our cash flow 18.7 or 18.8 million remaining, which is 3.1% of the budget, which, is, um, which translates to spending being just under 97%. And the very spending, DG, thank you. Uh, the spend in terms of uh, uh, spending in terms of our programs, we have four programs, which is administration, wherein we had hoped to spend 27.3 million. We spent 25.5 with a variance of 1.7 million, which amounts to about 93.5%. Second, market development, we had planned to spend. Um, just under 11 million, but we overshot there, and I'll explain the reason by spending 13.6 million, uh, exceeding the cash flow projected for that program by 2.7 million. And program three, which is our development finance, we had hoped to spend 200 and just under 215 million. We spent 201.2 million with an underperformance of 13.3. And enterprise development, we had planned to spend 358.1 million. We spent 351.7 million, resulting in underperformance of 6.4. And the reasons for that performance in the next slide, please, DJ, um, is that um, program one, which uh, underperformed by 6.5. This was because we do have vacancies as DG has already alluded in terms of the structure that has just been approved and that we have a, a, recruitment, a, a recruitment plan that will assist us to catch up on trying to fill as many posts as possible before year end, um, which compensation of employees contributed 2.9. And we overshot in our goods and services. Uh, committee members would recall that we are uh, in quarter during quarter one, we do have auditor general in our midst, so we overshot in over uh, audit costs and in our projected travel and fleet services as well as bursaries by 1.1 million. Program two sector market and development members that have been with us for a while will note that this program has never overspent, and this is actually a a technical overspending in that we had an in, in, incorrect allocation uh, of expenditure that was meant to have been in program four. So if we, if we strip the uh, overperformance in program two, you'll note that we, in fact, program two underspent by 3.1 million or 28.5% because of that 5.4 million that we spent, we charged against program two instead of program four. And the um, underperformance was also mainly in co uh, compensation of, uh, of employees. As we have some of our colleagues, because of the structure as it stands, we're still applying the old structure, even though the functions are being performed in this program too, 
We still have colleagues who are paid um, in program four, but actually doing performing functions in program two, and this misalignment will be corrected once we um, align Tarsal and, 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 and the, 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 the payment system of our basic accounting system that we use for payments. And in terms of program three development finance, as indicated earlier, we have also underperformed by 13.3 or 6.2 million. And that is in uh, contrib the contribution is from transfers and subsidies by 15.4 million under the cooperative development support program. And as DG has indicated earlier on, we, we've had challenges in uh, getting an uptake on this program and we're hoping to, uh, through collaboration, a collaborative effort between CEDA and CIFA, we will be able to, to, to get the program going with the resultant um, spending. However, as, um, we also have compensation of employees that overspend by 2.9 million due to that misalignment that I spoke to earlier, where colleagues who are in program two, um, who are performing functions in program two are actually being paid against program three. Uh, journals are, are usually passed towards the end or end of the quarter to try and resolve the, the misalignment. In terms of program four, we had an underperformance of um, 0.6% or 6.4 million. And in the main compensation of employees contributed, but um, Chair, I have also mentioned that we paid um, or we, char we charged the, the, the IMED program against program two instead of charging it against program four. So when we include that charging in program two in program four, you'll note that the performance for program uh, four will actually reduce to six, 601,000, resulting in an effective underperformance of 0.1%, um, whilst program two increased to 28.5, as opposed to overshooting. And the reason for that, if we can move on to the next slide, um, if we can talk to spending in terms of economic classification. For the quarter, we had hoped to spend 38 million on COE, but the actual expenditure was 34.1 million, resulting in just under 4 million, uh, which is 89.6%. Within services, we overshot by 691. I think I've already spoken to the fact that we had items such as our audit fees and so forth overshooting. Transfers and subsidy underperformed by 15.3. And in the main, that was our CDSP program, as well as capital underspending by 151,000 for the quarter. And the reasons for underspending COE that has already been provided, we underspend by 4 million for the quarter, which is 10.4% as a result of the vacancies that we had of the um, amounting to 16.2%. Goods and services, we overshot on the cash flow projections that we had uh, by 691,000 as indicated, mainly because of audit, travel-related expenditure um, uh, in that first quarter. Uh, transfers and subsidies, CDSP has also contributed towards our underperformance as well as our um, Internally, CDSP that is implemented by CIFA underperformed by 10.2 million, and CDSP, which is implemented by ourselves um, as a department, we do have a special project that the deputy minister is running where in um, or, or leading that we have put or set aside 5.3 million 
and we've had delays in appointing the service providers that should be providing the support to the cooperatives that have been um, identified. In terms of our machinery and equipment, as indicated earlier, we underperformed by 151,000 uh, due to the expiry of the Konica Minolta contract, as well as the reduced cost from the Vodacom contract that we're participating uh, through the National Treasuries uh, transversal contracts. Um, that basically concludes the end of our cash flow projections against actual expenditure for quarter one. I'll move on to the next slide, DG, which is providing the committee with progress on the audit findings from the 2020-21 financial year. In the main committee members, what we did not achieve um, as reported and at, at the end of the quarter is the two items under internal audit where we had said we had not been able to conduct an external quality assurance uh, review, as well as ensuring that the information system environment of our department is evaluated. Those are the two um, findings that AGSA had made in 2020-21 that had not been addressed. Um, but we will also be providing the committee with an updated audit findings for the 21-22 financial year uh, once we come to present the, the annual report um, in due course. and DG. With your permission, you can just request Ms. Bata to just talk to HR report. And then on the 6th, do so, please. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. However, on the 6th of September, we received a response. Uh, uh, good morning, honorable members. Good morning, um, Deputy Minister, DG, colleagues from the entities and um, the department. I'm here to present the H1. The focus for the department was to um, get the structure conquered from DPSA, which has been conquered and also approved by the minister. We've also then um, gotten approval for the implementation of the recruitment plan um, in terms of the rest of the financial year. However, um, what we're still working on is the vacancy rate, which was sitting at 16.2 during the quarter one um, reporting period. This was attributed to the closing period of um, the last financial year, as well as the processes that we've been trying to implement to move this target, as well as resignations that we've experienced within the organization. We can move to slide two, DG. The women representation um, uh, target was also affected, as DG has already presented, by a number of um, resignations within the organization, as well as um, delay in appointments of um, senior manager for quarter one. It is also attributable to the effect of the um, recruitment plan that we are still implementing. 
However, we've identified um, strategies in relation to how we would want to increase um, this target over the financial year. We can move to the next slide, TG. In terms of persons with disability, in quarter one, um, there was no change in, in status. We still have uh, maintained our target in relation to exceeding the 3.3% target that we would have set for quarter one. We are currently sitting at 38 and we will be monitoring this target uh, moving forward in line with the um, strategies we are implementing to um, continue with recruitment. Thank you, Tiji. Uh, thanks, thanks, Mbadi. Um, Chair, then the, the next slides uh, are just a repetition of what we've already presented because we had taken the information out of these slides so that we can save time and put it in the first uh, few slides. Uh, so we will be repeating honestly the, all the, 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 the achievements as well as the underachievements that we've already highlighted. So I would like to request uh, that we just go straight to the last um, slide chair and submit uh, the report and recommend that the portfolio committee adopts uh, our quarter one uh, performance report. Uh, I thank you, Chair. Thank you. Proceed. Inviting to. Thanks, Chair. Uh, so we can request uh, that the committee adopt. I uh, can see for. Yes. Yes, we have three for Chair. Thanks. Aaron. Come in. Projector. Uh, good morning, good morning uh, Chairperson. Good morning, good morning. Uh, Deputy Minister. Good morning, uh, Chairperson. Good morning, Deputy Minister and members. We are honoured to make a presentation on CIPA's Q1 performance. My name is Simisa Wisa, and I'm the chairperson of the CIFA board. Today, the delegation will be led by Ms. Nogonwaba Shwala, who is the acting CEO. Our CEO is traveling. As we all know, partnerships are very important to the work that we are doing as CIFA. Members, we are presenting this report in the middle of significant economic turmoil not just in South Africa, but globally. As a result, in certain areas, the clients of CIFA, we have not been able to meet some targets. Economic growth globally has been reduced from an estimated 6% to 3% as a result of geopolitics, inflation, and the global energy crisis. Similarly, in South Africa, during Q1, growth was 1.9%, significantly lower than what we would need. Now, with CIFA, we take our role seriously in driving SME growth and development. We understand our responsibility to our people and to this economy to fund SMEs, but beyond funding to ensure this technical support. And as we present this report, we believe that the external macro environment has, continues to be a challenge, not only for CIFA 
but also for our clients. As I'm speaking to you today, we do not have electricity because of low trading. Factors like this affect how our clients perform and our ability to service them adequately. The report that you will hear today will talk about significant strides that have been made to increase CIFA's visibility and service to the clients. I will now hand over to Nogonaba. Thank you. Uh, Honourable Chairperson, Honourable Members, uh, Deputy Ministers, Board Chairpersons and colleagues, good morning. We are now going to project uh, CIFAR's Q1 performance as already introduced by the Chair. Kindly give us the, the rights to project uh, through you, Chair, uh, and Alroy will, to Alroy, thank you. Mr. Munene gave us the rights to Alroy to, to project the presentation. Uh, Mr. Gunene, we're just waiting on you to give us the rights to share the screen, please, Chair, through you. I think I've done so. To Alroy, yeah. Uh, King, is it possible that you can give me the sharing rights, please? Yes, yes, yes I. I've already done it to say that I must send it to Alroy. Yes, Alroy yes. But it's still disabled on my side. Yes, we have done it. Hmm? Is it? Oh, it's here. It's coming through the, I think you, it's coming through Alroy. Oh, Yeah. Or maybe you can give it to Nogonaba Shwala. Yeah, through you, we are still not able yet. We are still um, trying to connect here. Yeah. 
I had lost connectivity, so it has just come back. Okay. Yeah. Let us know, Mr. Kumene, through once um, yes. the uh, King, I have got a problem with network. Ne? Okay, Jay. Yeah, so when I disappear, please. And tell uh, Honorable Jacobs and members to to take responsibility. I'm tra- I'm being troubled by load shedding. We don't have electricity now, as we're speaking. Okay, Chair. Uh, Mr. Elright. Just just tell me whether the presentation is visible. On my side, it's visible. Honorable members, I hope that you can see the presentation. Mr. Jacobs? Thank you. Yes, we can see it. Um, I can see it, yes. Okay, thank you. You can proceed, uh, Ms. Uh, what was it? Swala. Yes, thank you, Chair. Uh, Chair, I will just do the summary slide and then hand over to my colleague, Mr. Ders, to to continue the rest of the presentation. I just want to check, Chair, am I audible to the members, to the honorable members? Yes, you are. Thank you very much. Chair, as way of introduction, we'll just summarize how we performed during the GODA and our reporting. for the CIFAS current loan book is worth 3.6 billion rands, uh, including funds. And then this reflects, Chair, through you, a growth of 5% of the loan book portfolio compared to the same quarter uh, in, the pre- in the past financial year. Uh, in terms of approvals uh, through you, Chair, we've approved loans to the value of 354 million rands uh, for Q1. And this represents about 79% of the quarterly target that was set as it will be shown later on in the balance scorecard. Uh, we further dispersed chair 571 million rands uh, to the economy uh, during the period we were reporting on. This performance chair represents over performance of about 142% of our quarterly target chair. So the number of SMEs that were financed and jobs facilitated chair uh, with 7,839, 7, those are SMEs financed during the quarter. This makes up about 17,800 jobs chair uh, facilitated. In terms of development impact, uh, CIFA dispersed 458 million rands to enterprises owned by black uh, entrepreneurs, uh, 163 million rands to businesses based in the township. 190 million rands to women-owned uh, businesses and 125 million rands to enterprises owned by youth. This is the summary chair of CIFAR's performance and uh, for the reporting period. The details chair now will be outlined by my colleague here in Mr. Alroy Derst, who's the head of strategy planning and reporting chair. And thereafter, we'll take questions chair. Thank you very much. Thanks. Over to you, Alroy.
Good morning, Chair. Good morning, Honourable Members. Uh, good morning, Chairpersons of the Board. Uh, good morning, colleagues. Um, what I'll first do, I'll just basically run through the a summary of the CIFA corporate performance. CIFA uses the balance scorecard methodology to measure corporate performance. And basically, uh, what we'll do is that basically start off with basically the measurement of the customer perspective in terms of the balance scorecard, which basically looks at the funding activities as well as the developmental impact of which that funding activity is basically generated. So as my colleague earlier has reflected on, uh, is basically uh, the first activity that we measure is the value of approvals. And for the quarter, we set a target of 446 million rand as the target, and we've achieved 354 million rand in relation to that target, which represents a 70 79% performance. Uh, the real effect is basically the impact with CFAS uh, as to, with regards to dispersing money into the economy. And for this quarter, we were able to basically disperse 571 million rand into the economy, uh, in re- representing a 142% performance. A challenge within the quarterly performance was obviously the number of businesses that we could reach in relation to our target. And there we've supported 700 and 839 small businesses that received funding from CIFA for the quarter, which represented 46% of the quarterly target. The underperformance is mainly due to basically challenges uh, that we've experienced with regards to uptake of funding facilities from our microfinance sector. And the sector, informal and microfinance sector, is really recovering now as a result from uh, the COVID activities and some of the restrictions that was placed um, uh, with regards to COVID, in, especially on informal sector businesses. The, the funding activity in CIFA resulted in a job creation or facilitation of about 17,800 number of jobs that was created, representing 85% of our target. With regards to support to black-owned enterprises, we've achieved a target of 163%. With regards to support to women-owned enterprises, 190 million rand was dispersed to those entities, representing 19, 119% of our target. And then to youth-owned enterprises, uh, we supported uh, uh, 1,767 youth-owned enterprises to the value of 125 million, representing 104% of the quarterly target. Uh, you will have noticed, uh, Chairperson, that uh, there's been considerable improvement in our performance on the disability target. We basically capacitated that unit, and uh, we can see the performance impacting, uh, improving in that uh, particular line item where we've now achieved 50% of the quarterly target. Support to township entrepreneurs, we've basically uh, dispersed 162 million rand, representing 163% of the target. Support to rural towns and villages, we've dispersed 192 million rand uh, to those enterprises located in rural towns and villages. And then basically, the other indicators are indicators that uh, which is basically annual measurement indicators from the customer perspective. 
With regards to the uh, financial perspective of the balance scorecard, we measure basically the cost to income ratio. There we've achieved a target of uh, 128% or actual 68% of uh, uh, of um, effective uh, effectively, then we also uh, measure performance with regards to our property portfolio. Sifa uh, manages about uh, the property portfolio across the country, and what we've done, we've also got some indicators that talks to the performance of the property portfolio. And there we measure the cost to income ratio, and there the cost to income ratio is at three hundred and thirty five percent actual. That is a particular concern, but I think we've got a strategy to turn around that particular strategy. Then we've also measured the uh, uh, vacancy rate, and there we've achieved a target of 108% for the quarter. The rental collections, uh, we've basically met our target in terms of 33%. And then also the repairs, uh, we will start reporting on that for the next quarter. A key indicator also for CIFA is the effect of uh, that we achieve with regards to our credit guarantee instrument. We've got a credit guarantee company that basically operates under the Short Term Insurance Act, a cooler credit guarantee, and there we're measuring the leveraging effect, which one rand of guarantee creates in the economy. And there we basically achieved a multiplier effect of 6.38, which effectively means that one rand of uh, guarantee extends as additional six rand thirty eight into the economy. The key indicator that we also measure is basically growth in the revenue, um, which is basically an annual indicator that we will report at the end of the year. Then we've also got uh, indicators that relates to the performance of the book, and there we measure basically uh, uh, in payments. Um, and the impairments was uh, target was achieved for the quarter of 38%. And then also the portfolio at risk, which is basically the, the quality of the portfolio. And there we're basically measuring the portfolio at risk that is basically 60 days or one that's older. And there we've basically overachieved in the target with, uh, with regards to 41% against the actual target of 42%. And then we also measure collections which is basically the collection rate of all cash that we collect in the in the portfolio, um, which is basically we've overachieved there at 91% with all 90, 104% of the target. Then we've got indicators that talks to internal efficiency of the of the uh, business, and there we measure basically the turnaround times. Uh, yes, particular challenges that with regards to turnaround times and with regards to direct lending applications, we've achieved a target of 75% in terms of uh, approving of loans um, for 53 days. And in wholesale, we take us on average 70 days to approve a wholesale application of 79% of the target. Uh, the targets with regards to Organizational automation is an annual target and will be reported in the fourth quarter. Um, we've also got targets that relates to um, the ecosystem and i.e. the number of partnerships that CIFA is creating and uh, um, and there we've basically underperformed. With basically the, the target was 40 and we've only achieved five, which is basically 13%. Another indicator what CIFA is also looking at is basically the performance of its clients. And there basically we measure basically growth in turnover of our clients. And there we've basically achieved the target of 
75%. A key indicator also of the effectiveness of CIFA as a lending institution is basically the, the first default rate, i.e. The, the, the default that clients is making on their first payment, and there we've basically achieved uh, the target. Um, the risk maturity is an annual indicator, um, and that will be reported in the fourth quarter. Um, another indicator is basically the research activity that is being done, and there we basically we've set our target to set uh, the research activity to investigate value chain analysis, basically, i.e. supporting CFAS lending activities, and the target was basically to produce one sector value chain report, and that was achieved. The other target, Chair, uh, is basically uh, annual targets um, that will be reported uh, at the end of, of uh, the fourth quarter. What I'll do now, Chair, basically, is just briefly reflect the performance of the loan book a little bit in detail, breaking down the different channels that CIFA is lending to. Uh, as stated earlier on, uh, we've uh, achieved the target of, we've just approved 354 loan uh, uh, facilities, which is basically broken down into 40 million rand, or 44% of the quarterly target was in the wholesale SMME lending. 32 million rand was within the credit guarantee portfolio, or 64% of the target. 282 million rand, or 106% of the quarterly of the target, was in direct lending facilities. And the direct lending facilities was mainly uh, the overperformance was mainly driven by. Um, uh, the economic recovery programs, as announced uh, by the president in terms of the state's uh, economic policy, supporting economic recovery post-COVID. Uh, um, if one compares the two financial year in terms of quarter on quarter, there was a 9% uh, decline uh, in quarter-to-quarter performance with regards to approvals. Um, with regards to disbursements, if we analyze the disbursements in terms of the different loan channels, um, in direct lending, we were able to uh, disperse 282 million or 141% of the quarterly target. The overperformance of the, of the target was mainly driven by approval of activities that was approved in the fourth quarter of the previous financial year, uh, which partly contributed to the to the uh, overperformance. With regards to wholesale uh, chair, uh, 289 million uh, rand was dispersed via the channels. SMME wholesale was 204 million rand, which is basically representing 338% of the quarterly target. Microfinance was 21 million rand which represents 30% of the quarterly target. As reflected earlier on, uh, the uh, underperformance of the microfinance is partly a function of the cyclical activity of the microfinance book, but also the type of uh, challenges which the sector experienced recovering from the post-COVID period. With regards to the KCG or credit guarantee facilities that was taken up, 64 million rand of those guarantees were taken up by the CIFA uh, partner institutions, which represents basically 93% of the quarterly target. Uh, the disbursements on economic recovery, which is via the direct lending program, was um, uh, 149 million rand. Um, representing 120 million rand via the direct lending and 185 million rand 
uh, via fund, the financial intermediaries that basically SIFA holds of uh, funding through. The performance represents basically a 34% improvement quarter on quarter if one compares uh, quarter uh, one for, tw- for this financial year compared to the previous financial year. With regards to the development impact, i.e. the impact which our activities has in the economy, as reported earlier on, for the quarter, SIFA uh, basically supported 7,839 uh, SMMEs, which represented uh, 46% of the quarterly target. That basically was distributed in terms of the different loan programs in SIFA, 333 uh, SMMEs were supported by the SIFA direct lending book. Uh, 470 via the SMME wholesale program, 6,811 via the microfinance book, uh, uh, 225%, uh, 225 SMMEs via the the Cooler Credit Guarantee program, um, and 31%, which basically, if if one looks at the... um, the, uh, Quarterly achievement represents 40% improvement on the quarter uh, and quarter when compared to the previous uh, financial year for Q1 uh, of the financial year. Um, if if one go further in terms of jobs, um, the, the jobs target for the for the for the year was. Um, 85% was achieved, which represents uh, basically uh, um, a 41% improvement of the two of the previous uh, financial year. Most of the jobs uh, chair was achieved in the microfinance sector, um, and basically um, the jobs improvement uh, in performance is basically a 44, 44% uh, compared to the previous target. If go further into stratifying the development impact, basically CIFA basically overachieved in all of those development uh, f- uh, impact targets, which basically says that uh, 125 million rand was dispersed to youth-owned enterprises, which represents 104% of the target. Uh, 14 million rand was su- supported to uh, uh, People with disability, which represent 50% of the target, and 190 million was dispersed to women-owned enterprises, which represent 119%. Sorry for that uh, typing error, DJ, um, which represent 119% of the quarterly target. 457 million was dispersed to Black-owned enterprises, which represent 163% of the quarterly targets, and 192 million, which represent 120 million, uh, 120% of the quarterly target, and 182 million uh, to township enterprises, which represented 63% of the target. If one looks and do an analysis with regards to the spatial contribution. Uh, of the, our disbursements activity, what the slide basically reflecting here is basically the number of businesses that we supported around the country, breaking down the 700 and uh, 7,839 SMMEs that were supported by CIFA 
as can be seen, the majority of the funding activity took place in uh, Limpopo, uh, KwaZulu-Natal, Mpumalanga, which basically where the CIFAS got a very high uh, density of a microfinance uh, footprint, um, and therefore the number of small businesses was rich. But however, if one analyzes it per uh, uh, rand value dispersed, then one would see that basically the highest concentration of disbursement went to halting in terms of 202 million rand. If uh, a key indicator in the organization is obviously the, 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 the portfolio quality and the portfolio composition, uh, I think my colleague earlier on has talked about the 5% growth that was achieved in the loan book. And basically this analysis basically just reflected the, the, the growth in the loan book uh, quarter and quarter, i.e. the fourth quarter of the previous financial year compared to the, the, the current financial year. You can see that basically there was substantive growth uh, or over 200 million rand in the direct lending portfolio, which is also a function of the activity with regards to disbursements in the direct lending activity. So as of uh, uh, this particular quarter, uh, the 30th of June, the portfolio was sitting at 3.4 billion rand. And that portfolio was made up then basically of 1.3 billion rand of wholesale facilities and 2.3 billion rand in direct lending facilities for 63% of the uh, target. If one looks at basically the portfolio at risk, i.e. the portfolio that is outstanding in terms of 60 days, 61 days and older, you can, the the CIFA portfolio at risk um, basically uh, was sitting at uh, 37%, which is basically a, an increase of 4% uh, to the previous uh, financial year. Uh, the portfolio broken down in terms of those two channels was basically in direct lending. There was an increase by 5%, which is partly a result chair, which is basically the earlier comment, which was made by the chairperson, which is the effect of one, the performance of the economy, which is partly driven by internal economic conditions, but as well as external factors, basically, that places additional uh, strain on economic performance, geopolitical context with regards to the war in Ukraine, which is basically adverse effect, both on the economy, but also with regards to then certain issues with regards to administrative pricing in the economy, availability of electricity, etc. All of these things impact on the performance of the SME sector, which also have an adverse effect with regards to basically the CIFA portfolio, i.e. the ability of SMEs to honor their payments with regards to uh, their loan facilities uh, to CIFA. If one looks at uh, connections, and this is basically what the slide basically reflects, is basically the all-in collection rate uh, broken down in terms of the installments that was due for the quarter. The on-time collections, i.e. basically what was uh, due to be collected and and actual uh, payments that was made in advance, uh, payments that, that was uh, raised, where well, was collected as a result as arrears, and then basically the side just reflects basically the relationship between on time and third. Of concern for CIFA is, is this 48% on time collections uh, with regards to in the direct lending book, and I previously just spoke about the presence which small businesses having 
um, in the economy as a result of economic conditions as well as also geopolitical factors that uh, impact on this uh, on the CIFA book. Um, the direct lending portfolio, I think the important point that I must also raise as a result of the um, uh, economic facility, uh, uh, economic recovery for, uh, uh, programs, uh, the, port, the, the portfolio has substantively increased in the direct lending book. And as at the quarter end, 30 June, there was 4,100 loan facilities uh, in the direct lending book. Uh, on-time collections, I earlier spoke about, which is uh, 47.6%. Um, basically reflects the, basically the conditions which uh, SMME is uh, experiencing in the economy. With regards to financial performance, uh, key there basically we measure the cost to income ratio, and there we basically achieved, uh, uh, overachieved with regards to the indicator. The indicator set is 86%, for, uh, 87% as at quarter end, we were sitting at, at 68%. Uh, the target was mainly achieved by prudent financial management within CIFA, which is partly the result of one, managing costs on the one level, but also uh, effectively uh, managing income, which is a function basically of our post-investment activity. As I was stating earlier on, we find uh, in CIFAS uh, performance has been annual growth and in interest income and revenue additional. We've also uh, achieving interest with regards to cash balances uh, in the bank. Um, the impairment function, uh, basically we uh, set the target of 38% and um, we've achieved uh, that particular target. The, the target with regards to percentage growth in revenue uh, as a result of interest income is a bit skewed, and that must be viewed in the context that during the first quarter of the previous financial year, CIFA extended uh, um, payment moratoriums to the majority of our clients. So basically, we're measuring it really from a low base, and the 41% must be seen in that context. Um, this slide here just basically breaks down an analysis of the uh, loan book uh, over the basically couple of financial years. And here we're measuring basically the net loan book, which would basically the book less in payments and is basically broken down in terms of the different programs uh, that CIFA is managing. So as of June uh, 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 2022, the net loan book was sitting at 1.5 billion rand. This is basically just a summary of an abridged form of our income statement, uh, reflecting basically the, uh, an abridged version of our income uh, for the quarter uh, against budget and uh, basically expenses uh, for the quarter. Uh, most importantly would most probably be the important bottom line um, that talks to basically the, um, the operating uh, uh, loss or or, or surplus that we've made in relation to the performance of the organization. This is our balance sheet as at um, uh, the end of the quarter, uh, basically total assets um, uh, was sitting at 6.3 billion rand uh, against the budgeted forecast of 6.4%. Um, and basically, um, where we've got also the liabilities reflecting basically at 5.2 uh, uh, billion uh, rand against the target also of 5.2 billion rand, where 
With regards to human capital, it's basically reflecting the, the, the quarterly activity with regards to human capital. Under human capital, there was a set of key policies that we've, that we've been pushing to improve performance. Uh, and basically, in the HR capacity there, uh, we've introduced a new rec- employee recognition empl- uh, um, a policy. It's a recognition basically in CIFA that basically says that as a good employer, it becomes important that we speak to employees and retain them. And uh, to that extent, we've introduced an employer recognition uh, uh, policy that recognizes employees at different levels as as well as groups in the organization. We've reviewed the uh, employee conduct, business conduct policy, particularly in the context with regards to ethical conduct in the organization. Um, And then we also reviewed, uh, looked at our uh, employee relations policy to begin to almost normalize and improve the relationship with organized labor in the organization. Um, Performance management, uh, CIFA uh, prides itself on on uh, instilling a healthy uh, performance management culture in the organization. And uh, we've got the target that by... uh, End of August, uh, all employees should have signed uh, the performance uh, agreement. And then as part of the uh, high, building a high-performance organization in the organization, we've in, introduced a culture transformation project to enhance uh, organizational culture. Um, there is particular challenges that's basically that we need to uh, uh, talk about in the organization with regards to people. The merger represents a particular strategic risk in the organization. And that risk can be classified basically in Q1, that um, uh, we have an an increase, but we've picked up a resignation rate uh, in the third and the fourth quarter of the previous financial year. That is also flown through in the first quarter. And a lot of the exit interviews that we are picking up is basically what uh, in colleagues that is resigning is indicating is the uncertainty that the merger organization represent. Linked to that is also the constraint that we've got with regards to recruitment. At this stage, we've got only a recruitment parameter that basically allows us to recruit uh, uh, employees on a two-year contract. And that with what we have found is that many of the colleagues that we've made offers to is really basically declining some of those offers. But it's something that, uh, Chair, that we are working through and we are confident that we can uh, will be able to overcome. With regards to our marketing and our outreach activities for the quarter, i.e., this is basically trying to promote the CIFA uh, uh, products and services, but also engaging with key stakeholders um, with regards to uh, um, that we basically interact with. For the quarter, under review, basically, we had nine uh, ministerial roadshows, which was basically in the Western Cape, Northwest, and Mpopo. Uh, we also had two strategic dialogues in uh, Clarksdorp and Polokwani. And then as, we, as part of the new culture, we had uh, three online webinars. And then we've also had a uh, signed a strategic partnership with the Automotive Industry Development uh, Center in Chwani with regards to development of and support to component manufacturers um, in the automotive industry. Uh, media, basically, we um, 
We make use um, on a regular basis where CIFA staff uh, basically reach out via community radio stations. And basically, the uh, for the quarter, we had uh, um, coverage with, with the post, uh, the Waterberg Energy uh, FM, which is a radio station, ENGA, I think we featured with regards to Checkpoint. Um, there was an insert uh, uh, that was done basically on the CIFA support uh, to the uh, clients via the Pick and Pay program. And then the, the STAR, we have UFM, Metro FM, True FM, um, and these were the radio stations basically where CIFA basically had activity on. And then to enhance the CIFA brand, uh, we both got an internal as well as an external newsletter that we publish on a quarterly basis. Uh, uh, this, this slide here basically just reflects the governance activity that is taking place in the organization, as well as the type of decisions that was taken um, at those particular structures uh, within the organization. Um, with regards to board, uh, basically the board basically is core function is to set the strategy, review performance uh, of the organization. And uh, the board basically approved the, this report, which is presenting today, um, which is the Q1 uh, and Q4 performance report. Uh, the board basically uh, approved the revised delegation of authority, which is basically linked to the implementation of the CIFA uh, corporate plan, uh, the annual work plan for the year, uh, the shareholders compact, uh, then also basically the, the reconstituted of the board committees, and then also uh, the appointment of uh, directors to the subsidiary boards of CIFA, which is basically the Kula Credit Guarantee Organization, as well as the Kula uh, Board of Directors. And then uh, we've also nominated director to one of our investing companies. And then also um, we've also ap approved basically the secondment uh, to uh, this, uh, the CIFA executive to CEDA, which is basically Mr. Bata. Uh, the, the credit committee of the board basically had one meeting, and that was basically the activity which they did, uh, which is basically the approvement of a revolving uh, 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 lending facility to the Small Enterprise uh, Foundation, uh, which is basically a microfinance institution, which does basically the Grameen lending methodology and also a forward finance, uh, basically facility yeah, and basically extend their mandate to basically to lend into the citrus and tea, uh, tree uh, industry. The social and ethics committee basically, um, at one meeting. Um, and they basically over to looked at the oversight reports uh, as per their mandate. Um, the audit committee had two meetings, which was basically looking at the um, CIFAS year-end uh, financial statements, as well as the recommendation of the delegation of authority to the board. Uh, the risk committee had two meetings. Uh, basically, they've approved the Enterprise and Risk Compliance Annual Work Plan. They've looked at the CIFA regulatory universe. As a lending institution, obviously, there's a set of laws and regulations that pertain to CIFA, and basically, they also look at the top uh, strategic risk. And then as KCG, the Kula Credit Guarantee, there's a requirement that annually we will ha we have to submit to the Prudential Authority a risk and solvency assessment uh, analysis, 
which is basically an, uh, a prediction about potential risk or emerging risk that CIFA uh, foresees in the KCG activity and the provision that we need to make with regards to uh, uh, for the institution as a result of potential mergers, risk or potential claims that could arise uh, out of that risk. The HR committee had two meetings and they basically looked at uh, the remuneration policy and also the filling of uh, key uh, executive positions uh, in the organization that is vacant. Uh, Chair, uh, that basically summarizes uh, our presentation and I thank you. Thank you, members. Thanks. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much, um, uh, uh, Mr. Dirks, uh, for the presentation. Um, the chair is no longer with us. I just got a message, so I've, I've been asked to to continue chairing if that's okay with the with the other members. Um, let's just hear quickly if that's okay with other members. Uh, the Honourable De Villiers here, 100% happy with that. Um, Honourable Jacobs, please go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Honourable De Villiers. Um, um, do we do we still need another presentation or are we, are we done with all the presentations, uh, Mr. Kunenin? No, Chair, we still have the presentation from the CEDA. Okay, great. All right, so without wasting time, let's uh, hand over to, to CEDA. Ms. Madiola, thank you. Thank you, Chaperson. Good morning to you and to all honorable members. Uh, to DM, Sister Chaperson, DG, and uh, colleagues from both entities. May I be given the right to share, Mr. Gnene? Yes, Ms. Machola. Thank you. Is my presentation visible on your side? Yes, it's visible. Thank you very much. Also, uh, it's also visible to members. Okay. Thank you very much, uh, Chair. Um, an apology was... Um, submitted by DM on behalf of uh, CEO. I'm also submitting an apology for our board chairperson. So I will go straight to the presentation, which I will share with our acting uh, CFO. We managed to achieve 88% of the performance that we were supposed to achieve in the first quarter. I'm just giving a very high-level summary. So we fell short on two indicators. We also uh, did quite a lot of work on uh, district uh, ecosystem facilitation in partnership with um, mainly municipalities in the different uh, provinces, especially in Sarapartman, in the Eastern Cape, uh, the Garden Root Municipality in the Western Cape, 
uh, in um, Gangala as well as um, Kharistibandi municipality in the in the in Bumalanga, as well as city of Johannesburg in um, in Gauteng. I will go into the details of uh, the other areas of the performance as I go on with the presentation. This is a high-level summary dashboard of our performance. The gray numbers are the targets for the first quarter and the green color or red color is what we managed to do in the first quarter. We performed, we achieved or were able to reach out to a total of uh, 40,179 SMMEs and cooperatives in the first quarter in total through the various CETA uh, programs. The breakdown consists of those that we were able to reach out to through various uh, means, um, which include virtual platforms, it includes um, physical events, and those that were uh, reached, those that attended uh, ministers and DMs, um, roadshows in the various uh, provinces. On the township and rural-based clients, we exceeded the target. I'm just going to highlight the CEDA access points, which was not achieved in the first quarter. The reason the target is red is because um, we really have to strike a balance um, on our budget because the budget for servicing the access points, which are not CEDA branches, is partnerships with other ecosystem partners, especially in those areas where CEDA doesn't have physical presence. Some of the areas is those that we are servicing uh, through co-location points, which are mostly municipalities. Others are where we currently uh, don't have a presence uh, at all. So we decided just to prioritize um, clients that walk into the branches from a budget point of view. In some areas, we had poor responses when we issued calls for proposals, but those were reissued in the second quarter. We're also working through other um, professional organizations um, like accounting uh, bodies uh, to help us have access um, to their databases. The rest of the targets um, were achieved. There's a performance uh, budget on job creation and sustained most of our numbers came from jobs uh, sustained, as you will see when I uh, carry on with the um, presentation. We managed to spend 90.5% uh, of our budget that was allocated for the first quarter. Total number of our branches remains the same at 54, incubation centers at 110, as well as co-location point. The breakdown between SMMEs and, and co-ops, it was quite low in Q1, but this is one of the uh, focus areas for the current um, financial year, and we've increased the target for the cooperatives compared to the previous financial year. 84% of our clients are Blacks, 
followed by the colored population and the Indian and, and whites, uh, respectively. 55% of clients that were served in the first quarter were women, uh, 43% were youth, and we are still falling short on um, people with um, disabilities. But what we also started doing with CIFA in Q1 is that where they do have um, clients uh, that come from this category but need to be assisted with business development services, they have been referring those clients uh, to CIFA for assistance before they are sent back to, to CIFA uh, for uh, a further processing of their applications. Quarter to quarter uh, comparison, um, in the previous financial year, we're monitoring 25 indicators. This year, there are 16. This does not necessarily mean that the indicators were drastically reduced, but it emanates from the fact that TRIP was also, um, I would say, restructured, um, having learned from the past two years of implementing the program, there were um, um, sectors where the uptake was uh, very low, uh, one of them being uh, butcheries. So butcheries have been combined with uh, Shisanyama, for example, um, bakeries and confectionaries were also separate. In the past two years, they've now been um, uh, consolidated into 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 one uh, program. We are to fourteen um, of the sixteen uh, indicators uh, this year. Previous financial year, we were we achieved sixteen again the target of twenty five. So we we underachieved by two, hence the 88% uh, performance. This is just a table that indicates the reasons for the variance um, in our different um, indicators. Um, I've already explained the red one, um, and the rest are self-explanatory. I may just highlight here that the reason for Achieving the targets on township and rural based enterprises is also because we had a lot of leads and people that were already in the system when we ended uh, the first quarter and were able to close uh, those projects in, in the first quarter of the financial year. Um, we, the new indicators are not due. Uh, for reporting in the first quarter, mainly because the, we issued uh, a call um, towards the end of the previous financial year, and we are busy working uh, with all those calls that were awarded uh, incubation uh, programs in the previous um, financial year. We've been working very hard also on access to local markets. Uh, we have very good uh, enterprise and supplier uh, development partnerships, which I'll come back to later on in the presentation. The pop-up market program has also been uh, progressing um, very well. And uh, I might as well mention, uh, Chair, that one of the 
spin-offs of the pop-up markets uh, program um, in in the fifth state in Kwakwa in particular has culminated into a partnership uh, that we've established with the district local municipality uh, Department of Economic Development as well as the Free State Development Corporation wherein we are establishing a pop-up shop in one of the the malls and this is one of the flagship uh, projects in the province because it brings together all the um partners within the DDM uh, context. So this is a 12-month pilot. If it does uh, work well, we'll be able to roll out more uh, of such projects in other parts of the country as well. On international markets, it's because of the different uh, trade shows uh, that were conducted. Also, uh, we achieved the number of uh, clients that were enrolled into the incubation um, program. There was also quite a lot of uh, demand for productivity um, interventions. On technology transfer assistance program, that is also one of the programs that have quite a process because we issue a call, then it goes through a, a detailed adjudication process. So we overachieved on this uh, program in Q1 because of work that was in the pipeline on calls uh, that were issued in Q4 and the adjudication process that took place just before the end of the financial year. We were able to finalize all the procurement um, that was uh, that was uh, outstanding. On the number of uh, jobs is one of the targets that we didn't achieve in um, Q1. This is also related to the macroeconomic uh, environment that we are operating in. This also is aligned to, I think, both SSA, Labor Force Survey, as well as the Bureau of Economic, um, the Bureau of uh, Economic Research, uh, SMME update that they issued uh, in Q1, that in as much as the number of SMMEs generally increased, but the number of jobs uh, that they have created hasn't necessarily um, gone up. We sustained, uh, or rather we assisted um, through our interventions. Uh, most of the SMMEs did sustain uh, the jobs that uh, they've already uh, created. Um, there was a lot of demand also for training as well as uh, for mentorship and um Coaching. There are no negative variances on this page, so I'm going to move to the next one. Uh, we had our structure had 713 employees. At the end of June, we had 664 uh, the positions that were filled and a vacancy rate of 7%. Um, I would like to mention that even though 7% uh, looks low, we have a very high uh, staff turnover for the reasons that uh, um, my colleague from CIFA has already uh, mentioned. Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty that comes with the major. We are currently employing on two-year contracts, so people don't settle in the organization. They come in on these two-year contracts, 
not even three months down the line, they start looking for other positions that become um, available. So we are able to fill in the positions quickly, but the turnover is uh, is very high. People move a lot um, around uh, the the organization, and this affects um, our uh, also institutional knowledge, especially at business advisor level, because it takes a lot of time to train business advisors, accredit them on the tools that we use to diagnose uh, the needs uh, of the clients and to monitor clients' uh, uh, performance. So when a person is almost ready uh, to to apply uh, the tools uh, competently, they leave the organization or better still, they move to another province uh, so that they extend the duration uh, of a, of a contract. So this is one of the biggest challenges uh, that we're currently uh, dealing with. So at this point, with your permission, Chair, I'm going to request our acting CFO to present the financial part of the report. Good morning, honorable members, Deputy Minister, DG, Chair of CIFA, and CEOs and colleagues. In terms of our budget for the financial year 22-23, we are sitting with a budget with a total amount of uh, 936.97 million, with the bigger amount coming from the department as the grant amounting to 776 million, followed by the DSPD specific project, which includes other projects like the Entrepreneur Incubation Program, the funding from United Union and the Flas Relief, and also the funding for the Capacity Building Program amounting to 138 million. And we also get uh, other revenue for the specific project amounting to 7.8 million, which comes from the national department, provincial and local government and any other entities that are providing their funding to us. Then in terms of the allocation, we allocated an amount of 376 to the personnel, which includes the 75% that goes to the core delivery of our services, and the administration is sitting at 160, and then the program and project sitting at 383.77 million. And then in terms of the capital expenditure this financial year, Due to the budget constraint, we have allocated an amount of uh, one million for the capital expenditure. The, a year ago, when we received the surplus, we were able to purchase enough equipment that will carry us in the next coming years. That is the total of our expenditure, agreeing with the total of revenue at nine hundred and thirty-six million. Then the expenditure split between the core versus the support. In this quarter, we have spent an amount of uh, 225 million on the core. Our target is 75%, and we have exceeded our target by achieving the 92%. In terms of the support we allocated, we managed to spend 20 million, whereas our target was uh, 25 million and then 25%, and we achieved the 86%. Overall, we exceeded our Target of uh, 75% that we plan to spend on the core services. 
On the next slide, we are indicating the breakdown of the total expenditure for this quarter. As our CEO has already explained, we budgeted an amount of uh, 271 million this quarter, and then we spent an amount of uh, 245. That resulted in the variance of uh, 25.5 million. And then in terms of the percentage, we are underspending by 9%. The first quarter, it is the quarter whereby we still spend most of our time trying to catch up or to provide the reports. And it is in this period that we have the auditors on our side. It is also important to note that included in the underspending of the 25.6 million is an amount of uh, 12.5 million that specifically relates to the flood relief project that we have uh, committed most of it as the time of the reporting. In terms of the, I have explained the expenditures whereby we spent 245 million. Uh, the invoices, we managed to pay 99.7% of the invoices within the 30 days period as regulated by the National Treasury regulations. Thank you. On the explanation of our underspending, we have break it down into personnel and the goods and services and capital expenditure. The personnel we underspend by 7.95%. This is mainly due to the vacancies that we have. As our CEO has explained that we have a high rate turnover rate with regards to the staff. We keep on uh, recruiting them, but then others are leaving. And also the salary adjustment that we have budgeted for, it was effected as from July then that resulted in the underspending in the first quarter, and it will be we will be covered in the second quarter. On the goods and services, our underspending is 10.63% in the first quarter, mainly due to the KZN and Eastern Cape flood relief. Our PAs or our personnel, they have spent most of the time trying to implement the flood relief, especially the challenges that they were experiencing in the KZN province, it was due to the, it was not easy to move around the province due to the floods that were affected the area. On the capital expenditure, we overspent by an amount of uh, 127,000. This is uh, mainly due to the commitment that we had at year end that we received earlier than anticipated. Next. On the next slide, we are showing the split between the provinces and the national office. We have allocated in this quarter an amount of 206 million to the provincial network and the national office budget for this quarter is an amount of 65 million. The provinces we managed to spend in this quarter an amount of 183.4 million, whereas at national office, we spend an amount of 60. 2.4 million. That results in the underspending of uh, 25.5 million. It should be noted that the budget for KZN, it appears to be higher, sitting at 43.6 million. And this included the 12.5 million that was specifically allocated for the flood relief project. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Uh, this is the 
slide on uh, governance that indicates uh, the number of uh, meetings that our board and our board committees had in the first quarter. This is the high level summary of uh, the matters uh, that the board uh, dealt with um, in, 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 in Q1. Just to highlight uh, that uh, we had a new board. So one of the priorities was appointment of uh, board committees, as well as the uh, chairperson also finalizing the board calendar and board plan for the current uh, financial year. This is the quarter where we also had um, uh, auditors uh, on site. So the board also had to consider our draft annual financial um, statements, uh, the um, audit uh, report and, and signing it uh, off. Just a few of uh, our marketing activities. We supported all the minister and DMs, the roadshows that took place in uh, Q1. We also facilitated participation of clients from different provinces uh, at the Rand uh, Easter show. We officially launched the She Trades uh, program in April in partnership with the International Trade Center as well as uh, the EDSE program. Uh, the She Trades is partly supported uh, financially by the EDSE uh, program uh, as well. We have a total currently of over 2,500 women-owned businesses that are registered on the She Trades uh, portal. And we're currently conducting an export readiness uh, assessments uh, on 1,700 of those uh, registered businesses because some of them, they don't come through our branches. So there's gap in the information that they provide uh, on the profile, on the profile that was supposed to use to determine the type of relevant interventions that are supposed to be to be taken through. So the export readiness assessment is meant to achieve that purpose, so that we know how many of them still need to be taken through the development process, and which one of them, which of them are ready to uh, access uh, the international. Um, market. We also supported the DM's Youth Summit that was in uh, Soweto as well as the pop-up markets that were held in the current uh, quarter. Three incubators were launched in uh, Q1. One of them is BioCity, which is based in uh, Cape Town. The second one is the Center for um, Entrepreneurship and Rapid Incubation, which is based at the Walter Tsisulu University. And the last one is also a Center for Entrepreneurship and Rapid Incubation, which is uh, based in Mzimkulu. Um, we also uh, rolled out our partnership with the retail motor industry uh, organization um, to support uh, small businesses that are in the aftermarket uh, auto uh, sector. We also launched our partnership with Gold One Mine, which is an enterprise, an enterprise and supplier development uh, partnership with the mine, which we signed a year ago. One year later, 
um, the eight entrepreneurs that are involved in that partnership have made a combined turnover of uh, 35 million rand. There was also extensive uh, contribution amounting to 8 million rand from the mine to assist uh, the participants uh, with things like buying equipment and material to service the contracts that they had been awarded um, by the mine. This is a summary of uh, our employee wellness program activities uh, that took place uh, in this uh, current quarter uh, with focus on mental issues, uh, mental uh, screening, uh, financial well-being, absenteeism management, as well as the uh, anti-stress um, uh, mechanisms. This is just a high a, a, a summary of uh, so besides the clients that walk in to our at our branches and want to be assisted with their business proposals, we also have what we call high impact um, projects and which we implement in partnership with other stakeholders in the different provinces as DDM. Um, initiatives. The ones that are presented uh, here are the ones um, that received interventions um, in the in the first quarter. One of them is this uh, leather manufacturing uh, cooperative, uh, which is based in Auschwitz, and they were uh, assisted with um, changing of uh, directors. They were also assisted uh, with equipment. Um, which will enable them to grow uh, their business. The other one is the boutique hotel, which is based in Solplaski. Um, um, because of the university in the area, there is an increased uh, demand for um, accommodation. The other one is the Ecofinisher project, which is in the Northwest, and we are collaborating with the municipality. We currently see that currently uh, funding a feasibility study for this initiative. And then the last one is the cannabis um, project, which is one of the sunrise um, industries. Um, we are working with the Department of Economic Development, the Eastern Cape Development uh, Corporation, the Eastern Cape Rural Development um, Agencies um, to assist uh, small-scale uh, farmers to supply and offtake um, agreement for medicinal um, cannabis. There's quite a lot of work that has been done and is currently uh, being done in the in the Eastern Cape uh, in the space, and this is one of the projects that we we are um, supporting in that province. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you very much, uh, uh, Ms. Majola, uh, for that very comprehensive uh, report. Members, there you have it. It's uh, been three long, detailed, comprehensive reports. Um, we did get some research analysis on, on, on the presentation. So I'm going to allow members just to ask questions, inputs, comments. Um, I'm going to ask that members raise all their questions 
for both the department, for both CEDA and for, for C for all at one go. And I'm going to ask the officials, please take notes uh, on all of the questions so that we can have one round of questions as comprehensive as possible and one round of responses as comprehensive as possible. So let, uh, let me invite hands, members. Um, we'll, we'll start with um, Honorable uh, Lubengo. I note you first. Honorable April, I note you second. Um, let me see if there's any other. Um, Honorable Mutenjani, I've noted you number three. Um, any other? Okay. So for now, that those are the three hands. Uh, uh, Mr. Kunene, you will help me with other hands. So. Uh, uh, Honorable Lubengo, you can you can proceed. Honorable Lubengo, you you have Chairman, the platform. The, the platform is yours. Chairperson, I thank you. Uh, I don't know whether this question I'm going to raise were already uh, raised by someone because. Uh, I I I was out uh, for 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 a minute, but let me go through it. Uh, Chairperson, let me welcome all the all the presentations that was presented in this meeting. Uh, my questions goes to to Sifa, Comrade Chair. Uh, Majority of SMEs facilitated were in the micro-enterprise sector, yet CIFA achieved 30% of its target and underperformed by CDT. Uh, 60% on disbandment in the wholesale micro-finance program. Could CIFA elaborate on the reasons for the significant underperformance in disbursement, disbasements in the microfinance program. Uh, Comrade Chair, I just want to ask another question as to, as to how has the implementation of the economic recovery programs affected, I mean, both positive and uh, negatives. CIFA's regular operations and focus on its regular Lines. I think it's a person. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Lubengo. Um, Honorable April. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Um, uh, I would like to also say that um, it is it is um, difficult to, con- to, 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 to do these meetings online as one keep on going in and out with the electricity and all of that. But I want to take this opportunity to first welcome the, the, the presentations that, was, that has been given by the departments. And I'm going to stru- shoot straight away with my questions so that um, uh, I don't get kicked out again. So my, my first question is, could Siva please elaborate to us 
how does CIFA determine which deals are viable and which deals are not viable? Since we are in the business of empowering and assisting the African child, how do we make a determination with regards to the viability of businesses? Is it basically just a a bank exercise? Is CIFA uh, acting just as a state entity type of bank thing? Or how do they determine the viability? That is my first question. The second question is the disbursements are usually less than the approvals. However, in the first quarter of the current financial year, the disbursements exceeded the target and were more than the loan approvals. How did CIFA do differently to achieve this result in the disbursements? Very important one for me, because when we're looking at the numbers, Chairperson, we are, we are finding that uh, I just need to get the correlation of how exactly they got about to do this. My next question is CFAS operations have been impacted by COVID-19 pandemic as the whole country has been uh, 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 and the whole world has been affected. The unrest and the floods in KwaZulu-Natal and the Eastern Cape. I want to know what is CFAS strategy for balancing a quick response and resilience to disasters that are affecting SMMEs and cooperatives without neglecting to provide services to other clients that CFA may have. Uh, we, we, we are a state entity, uh, or the department's a state entity, but we, we don't expect CIFA to operate like the normal banks. And we really want to know, is there things that we've got in place in order to, to, to answer these, these things? Chairperson, I want to go f- further and ask, um, the department should please explain to us Um, In supporting 500 women-owned businesses to register on the international platforms, what steps has the department taken to ensure that it makes up for the missed target? Can the DSBD, the Department of Small Business Development, brief the committee on the business, business amendment bill, number one, the content, number two, the outcome of the public hearings, and lastly, Chairperson, can the department brief the committee on the content of the concept document to enable, to enable so that members of this committee can also assist SMMEs and cooperatives in our different constituencies. I rest, Chairperson. Thank you very much. Thank you, Honorable um, April. Uh, Honorable Mutanjani, your chance. Well, um... Thank you very much, uh, Chairperson. I should like to take this opportunity to also join my colleagues and welcome uh, this report, but uh, also welcoming this report with a lot of disappointment because it looks like, like yeah, we are now the same, like a broken record, repeating each thing, one thing forever and ever from January to December. Now, one of the reasons why some of us say that this department must be merged back to trade and industry, where it comes from. Because really, we can't have a department that is always under, underperforming. The report here keeps on telling us about underperformance all the time, while our people are suffering there. Uh, we were just told, at least now, today, we know now part of the reason why this department uh, is, is, is always underperforming. We were told now by CIFA here, I mean, by CEDA, 
that they, one of the problems that they have as CEDA is because their staff keep on changing from one place to another, from one province to the next. Because that, that then tells you, Chairperson, that these staff, the only thing that they are interested in is their stomach. They don't care at, at all to, to help our people, our small businesses. Because all they care about is just for them to get salary. Maybe this department must start a, a, a certain a method that if it underperforms, then the staff also must underperform in their salaries. They must not get their salaries. At least they get half so that they can then start to be serious. Because you can see here yeah, that we are having people who are just interested on themselves. That's why they, are, they keep on moving, looking for greener pastures instead of helping our people who are suffering in the, on the ground. And also one other thing, Chairperson, uh, this issue of uh, underfunding our women, it's also a thorn in the flesh. Because if you will see, our women are those who are, who are at the receiving end in our country. There's no job at all. And then our women are suffering now. Instead of them being funded, we are being told every day that they fail to fund a certain, a, 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 a certain a, a number which they... They, 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 a certain target which they gave themselves that we're going to fund so much women during this time, but they didn't do it. Also, with our youth, our youth are not being funded by this department, nothing whatsoever. Our youth and our people living with a disability, we see them, we work with them, we, 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 we go around there and find them. They tell us exactly how how they are suffering. It's painful, Chairperson. Very, very much painful. And then also another thing, Chairperson, I, I, I think I've got a suggestion here, uh, my Honorable Chair. Why can't this department, instead of it doing roadshows, roadshows that we don't even know it uh, as portfolio committee members, why can't they take that money or that budget of the roadshow and uh, go to the radio stations local radio stations especially, because those radios are being listened by our people in the rural areas instead of these roadshows. Uh, then a, a radio station will cover a lot of people at the same time than a roadshow which will cover few people in town because this roadshow also, I understand that they are doing it in towns where, are, where the, our people can't even reach to, to go and, 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 and listen to what they are telling them. So why can't they take these roadshows instead, cancel them, and take that money and, and, and in, uh, at least invest it to the, to, the, to the radio station so that at least our people could listen and understand and know that there is a department which wants to help them. There is CEDA, there is CIFA, then they can learn from there. And then uh, 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 lastly, Chairperson, I think also this department must go back to the drawing board and check there if they can at least change the criteria which they are using to borrow our people's money. Because I can tell you where I'm sitting, Chairperson, that one of the problems that we have here, a lot of people does not qualify. They don't qualify to get funds here. So why, why, what is the reason then for us to have a, a department like this, which our people can't help, get help anyway? You go to the, their offices, the office of CEDA, you try to apply there, they tell you many stories, and then you go home empty-handed. It's, it's back to square one. Especially now, I'm talking especially on our, uh, the so-called informal uh, 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 businesses. They are the ones who are at the risk and the if you check, because they don't get funds at all. 
they you go there you apply they want a lot of things that you can't have part of which they want to know how much you have in the bank how do you how will you borrow money if you have money already in the bank so such things uh Chaperson, i don't think they, they are helping us or this department at all uh, uh thank you very much Chaperson. Thank you, thank you, Honorable Mutenjani. I note Honorable Kruger and I saw uh, Honorable April want another bite. But let's give Honorable Kruger. Um, thank you, G. Um, I hope I'm honorable. Uh, also, my appreciation for the uh, presentations. Uh, G. Uh, my question is towards um, CIFA. You know, we get a lot of uh, requests from the field um, and, and complaints that CIDA or CIFA don't um, come back to clients. Um, and they don't give them uh, reasons why they, the, the applications are declined. So, you know, uh, I think CIFA must give us a report on how many um, applications they get. How long does it take for a application to to get to a stage where they can make a decision? And then um, of that application, how many of that applications were declined? Um, because that will give us an idea if CIDA or CIFA, sorry again, uh, is doing their job. Because it seems like it just takes too long for CIFA to um, assess uh, uh, application. And then at the end of the day, um, while the, the assessment is going on, they make a lot of um, promises. And then at the end of the day, just, just decline uh, that particular um, application. So um, if they can give us that information, uh, they can send it in writing or whatever. But um, I think it's a huge problem. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Kruger. Uh, Honorable April, do you want another bite? Yes, please, Chairperson. Um, I've got, I'm going to be very quick with this. Chairperson, we've been dangled the stick of um, the Poppy Act for a very long time now. I would like to ask the department, can they furnish the committee with a breakdown of the 8,239 competitive SMMEs and cooperatives that they have supported? We really need to be, to be taken into confidence by the department. Uh, the next one is, what led to the delays in the scheduling of meetings for the red tape reduction program? You remember we spoke about the red tape reduction program. I want to know why why didn't it happen? What is the, the, the reason for that? The before last, how does the department under the department's under expenditure fare when only the operational budget is taken to account? Chair? It cannot be correct. And my last one is what is the latest on the flood relief program? We need to know what is happening in, in, in this flood relief program in KZN and what caused the delays in the appointment of the service providers in relation to TREP. Thank you, Chairperson. That's all. Thank you. Thank you, um, Honorable April. 
any additional point um, questions? There's quite a bit uh, of questions coming through for the department at CIFA. Um, members, um, Tanjani, you want another bite? Go for it. Honorable Tanjani. Yes, yes. Uh, thanks. Uh, thanks a lot, uh, Chairperson. Uh, no, not necessarily another bite, but also to con- concur with my Honorable uh, April. We want uh, accountability here. Now, today, they must tell us a date and time when they will come here and give us a database of all the people that they've helped already, including the the, 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 the issue of the floods in KZN and the Eastern Cape. We want that record here because we might be taken for a ride here. So we want a record, we want it straight and say, these are the people that we have helped so that as a committee also, we can then maybe invite those people to come and attest themselves to say, yes, indeed, they did receive such a, a funding. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Now it's time to work, Chairperson. We must work here. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Mutanjani. Honorable Lubengo, you want another bite? Thank you, Chairperson. Can the department brief, brief us on the business amendment bill? Uh, the contact outcome of the public hearings can the can the, the department also brief this committee on that on that issue chairperson i thank you thank you very much uh, members i think there's a lot of questions there let's give the uh, opportunity to the department and the entities to to respond to those things so uh, I don't see any further hands. Um, DG, uh, DM, maybe we can just hand over to DJ and the team uh, to get the responses. Members, uh, so that concludes the question side. Now we'll get uh, feedback from, um, from the, the entities. DG, over to you. You can, you can manage the, the responses, DG. Thanks, Chair. Um, I'll start maybe with Cedar, if they can start with their question, then Sifa, and then we'll come back so that we can cover everything. Thanks, uh, Ms. Majola. Thank you, uh, Chair. Thank you, DG. I'm going to start with um, just clarification on the stuff that is uh, moving around, Chair, just to indicate that these are not full-time um, employees. It's contracts. Um, employees um, that where the turnover um, is very high because when when people have to think about their contract that they are ending and they look for other opportunities that are likely to afford them um, longer um, contracts. So it's not really uh, full time stuff. On the flood relief uh, chair to date, we have uh, approved 140 uh, applications, um, total value of uh, 50.2 million rand, which means that the budget that was uh, allocated for this program has been uh, fully uh, committed. Um, Of that amount, uh, 34.8 million rand um, KZN approvals and 15.3 million rand it's uh, Eastern Cape um, approvals. So procurement is done in the in the provinces. Uh, dominant sector it's um, 
agriculture, followed by manufacturing, followed by the services sector, then the others follow behind those. Procurement is well underway. To date, 139 uh, purchase orders have been um, issued. Um, 68 of those have already been paid, which means uh, equipment or whatever needed to be procured for the applicant um, has been done. So this is a moving uh, target. And also just to highlight that if we approved 149 applications and have issued 139 purchase orders, it doesn't mean we've issued purchase orders for all the approvals because 140 talk to the number of applicants, but one applicant can apply uh, maybe for three uh, items. So we are making um, a lot of uh, progress, Chairperson. Uh, Thank you. Thanks, and it was, um, I'll hand over to Sifa. I uh, don't know that the chair is still here. Uh, thank you, DJ. Uh, uh, thank you, Chair. Um, uh, Sifa, I think let's, uh, maybe let's first deal with a question that deals with uh, business application viability and the criteria that Sifa uses. Um, I think that uh, Sifa obviously uh, uh, lends in the context of one legislation, which is basically the National Credit Act, and which basically says that, yes, we must be a responsible lender. But however, essentially, CIFA is a cash flow lender, where we looked at the cash flow of the business and the ability of uh, an application, basically, to honor and repay uh, the payment obligations. That is the core criteria that CIFA uses to assess an application, the business viability. Linked to that business viability, we've also got then a pricing model that basically uses the development impact that basically such an application will achieve with regards to uh, uh, issues about redress. And there we're looking at basically job creation. We're looking at the development impact in terms of uh, the geographic spread from where we're funding the entrepreneur from the uh, the age demographic, those are the criteria that we use then basically in determining the pricing criteria for uh, an application. Uh, the question of disbursements, how could we achieve, uh, uh, overachieve on disbursement when the approvals were less than, than uh, the, um, the amount disbursed? Uh, Honorable April might maybe recall that in the fourth quarter report, uh, we've uh, indicated that in the fourth quarter, CIFA approved 1 billion rand of loan facilities to SMMEs. Of that 1 billion rand, not all facilities was dispersed, and hence that disbursement was then carried over to the fourth quarter, hence the overachievement of 142 uh, 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 with regards to the disbursement target. That basically just uh, explained the imp uh, impact. With regards to uh, the emergencies and uh, our CIFAS response, uh, in particular to the uh, KZN and Gauteng riots, um, CIFA basically introduced the business recovery program uh, in support of clients that was affected by um, uh, those uh, uh, um, riots. With regards to, we've made available a budget of 300 million rand. Of that 300 million rand, basically, we supported 
96 SMEs in Gauteng to the value of 94 million rand. In KZN, we supported 168 uh, SMEs to the value of 156 million rand. And that basically makes a total that was disbursed to these SMEs of 250 million rand. And we are still processing another 50 million rand of applications that is linked uh, to the budget, uh, Honorable uh, April. Um, with regards to um, our the, the underperformance with regards to disbursements in the microfinance uh, uh, program, the microfinance program is very cyclical in nature, uh, that you would find that, and this is very linked to, to how many of these uh, uh, lending programs work, especially with regards to group lending uh, that is being followed uh, by some of CIFAS major uh, microfinancing institutions where the lending activity of the group is very cyclical. So what you, what you find that during the first quarter, typically uh, there's a low uh, during the disbursements um, and then it starts picking up during quarter three and quarter four as we end up to the year. Another, another, character, another thing that you also need to take into account that um, during April, normally the Maria... Uh, Easter uh, um, uh, activities in Limpopo is also a heightened activity for many of the microfinance operators in Limpopo. And the fact that uh, that gathering didn't take place in the last two years also impacted on the microfinance activity, particularly in, in, in the Limpopo province, and also the, 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 the underperformance on disbursements. Um, with regards to outreach on local uh, radio stations, etc., that is what we do. Um, I think our, our presentation actually indicates that we, we've used several road uh, um, outreach programs via community radio stations, basically to reach to SMMEs. And this is what our regional managers in the different provinces do on a weekly uh, basis to basically to talk to our uh, um, uh, basically client base. Uh, we've given an analysis in our presentation on the um, radio stations that we've reached on. Um, Honorable Kruger, I think that our analysis in the presentation reflected that uh, we've underachieved with regards to turnaround times. Um, in direct lending, We've set a turnaround times uh, with regards to loans, uh, uh, with regards to approval. Um, CIFA sets um, uh, lending facilities. So we've got two lending channels. One, we've got a direct lending channel, and we've got a, uh, a wholesale lending channel. In direct lending, we've set a target to approve a loan facility uh, within 40 days. For this particular quarter, we've achieved a, a target of 53 days, which was basically says that we've underachieved, we've underachieved that target with 13 days in terms of approval rate. Within the wholesale facility, obviously, the wholesale facility is more complex applications that require more intense de detail. Um, and then we've achieved, underachieved, uh, the target was set at 55 days, from application to approval, and there basically we've achieved 70 days as a target, which is basically was 79% of the approval targets. I think the, the important point, Honorable Kruger, that must be taken cognizance of is that um, 
many times to support the application processing requires many times supporting documentation that CIFA relies on in terms of the required legislation that CIFA has been subjected to to approve an application. Many times there's a waiting period that CIFA waits for for applicants to receive uh, that documentation basically to complete its own due diligence. However, to improve our application process, CIFA has now introduced the loan origination system. The loan origination system basically is an, is an online portal which uses basically, which automate basically the CIFA uh, application process in terms of the different steps and actually takes the entrepreneur through a different phases of the application process as well as at the end of the application a process. There's basically a document checklist that is being required. Once the entrepreneur has completed the complete application, uh, the entrepreneur gets an application number that basically can be tracked with regards to the processing of his or her application within CIFA. But however, we are happy to make a report available to the committee with regards to the applications received, the uh, amount of time that you, the detail of the amount of time that it took to approve those applications and where we've declined an application, we will also be able to provide the necessary uh, reasons of why that application was uh, uh, um, given. Um, on, the, on the flood relief, as I was stated earlier on, or the business recovery program that CIFA was engaged in, I've provided the detail with regards to um, the clients that we've supported. The one thing that I must also maybe make the committee aware is that CIFA's funding activities actually gets audited in detail by the uh, CIFA's external auditors as part of our uh, uh, performance audit report that gets submitted uh, as part of the requirements in terms of uh, uh, the Public Finance Management Act. Uh, I thank you, Gigi. Thank you very much. Thanks, thanks, Alroy. Um, I'll then ask uh, maybe start with Mr. Ndomo uh, if you can respond to the questions relating to the bank. Thank you very much, DG, and uh, also greetings to the Deputy Minister and greetings mm-hmm. to the honourable members. Uh, I will address uh, 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 through you, Chair, two questions that were asked. The first one is, is the issue of the business amendment bill, where it is and where, uh, 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 when do we intend bringing it also, I think, to Parliament. I think that is the issue. We have, uh, after we have received this uh, business uh, amendment, uh, uh, this business amendment act from the Department of uh, uh, Trade and Industry, which is something that was done really in in the in two thousand and twenty, <clears throat> uh, where through the proclamation of the president, the the bill was then given to the Department of Small Business. We have gone on a phase, various phase, uh, Chairperson, to engage provinces and uh, municipalities on the bill as it was received from the Department of Trade and Industry. 
when we subjected the bill to the CS process and also the state the state law advisor, we then received comment on the bill that this bill needs to be made a bill that has dual powers, the powers of national government, which is the minister, and also have the power for municipalities and provinces. So initially, DTI had drafted the bill as a bill that has the sole jurisdiction of the Minister of uh, the Trade and Industry, and it meant that we need to go back to the drawing board and restructure the bill to reflect those duality of powers. And that is what we have done, members of parliament. And therefore, we have now formulated the bill after we've received the input from CS and also the law state advisor. And then we are now currently engaging on the amendment uh, 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 business act, the provinces. I think this week we are in KZN. We are engaging with the provincial uh, uh, province of KZN to the Department of Economic Development and all the stakeholders in KZN and the municipalities there, engaging them on the bill and so that we can receive the inputs. We want to go to all the nine provinces. And once we have completed the nine provinces, then we are going to be able to therefore uh, publish the bill for public comment uh, through via cabinet. And once that has been done, then the bill, we anticipate that uh, around April, around March, uh, March or February next year and January, we will be in a position to bring the bill to parliament. Uh, to 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 engage. So in 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 respect, the bill really uh, it's uh, going through the consultation process, and uh, it will then after the consultation process going to be submitted to cabinet, and then after that it will be published for those uh, sixty days or ninety days uh, publication for public comment, and then after that we will then subject it to parliament. So which is on its way, and members of parliament, and we're working very tirelessly to make sure that we bring it to parliament. It it sets out a new framework, a framework of licensing. It deals with the framework of licensing in, uh, in, in the area of municipalities. It gives the municipalities the power to issue out licensing uh, uh, governed by the norms and standards that are set out uh, by the Minister of uh, uh, Department, uh, the Minister of uh, Small Business Development. And uh, those norms and standards are the ones that are going to be the guidance. All municipalities will have to abide by the norms and standards set out in the, in the, in the, in the legislation in terms of how business licensing uh, should be addressed. It deals with issues of the acceptable, uh, that is, charges that could be made for the licensing in terms of licensing fees uh, to municipalities. We, it, it will, through the regulation, set out the benchmarks 
of what would be an acceptable fee so that we don't create uh, the red tape in, in the process. It also addresses the issue of red tape for business licensing. It means to make business licensing simpler, much easier uh, to obtain, especially by the startups and the SMME sectors. And it also uh, outlines a, a clear process. There will be a regulation that will govern certain particular uh, areas that the minister, there is also the issue of foreigners, uh, whether they should be given uh, licensing uh, in, 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 in our in our uh, country, it, it deals with the, the undesirable sectors where certain uh, 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 that would be uh, stipulated by the minister in the regulation of which are those undesirable sectors in protecting the informal economy in particular, uh, where uh, foreigners should not be able to participate in and be provided licenses. So those are the issues that are there, uh, 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 DG, and I, I think that is we are on course to be able to bring the bill, uh, and we anticipate by January, February, it will be before Parliament. And then the other question is around CIF, as to why CIF, uh, the appointment of a service provider, was delayed. The issue there in uh, appointing the service provider, uh, which uh, uh, was a process which uh, was a bit delayed, we we initially on this uh, service provider we had uh, uh, sought to use GTEC as a service provider uh, to assist us. We've sought to use uh, the service provider, which will assist us uh, with this uh, uh, business of the infrastructure. But it became clear that this is a single source and it was rejected for us to appoint it by National Treasury. And, and then also then we had to then start the process afresh to go through the market. Uh, when we go through the market, you, you, especially once you, you are dealing with a project that is above one million, it needs to go a full length of uh, Kapla. A, either a month or, or more, uh, some months. So, and then after that, it has to go back to the process where it has to go through the SCM process. And then we try to appoint the service provider. So those were the really the reasons why we had the service provider delayed to be uh, appointed in this regard. Uh, I thank you, Chairperson. Uh, uh, thank you very much. Those were the two questions I wanted to ask. Thank you. Thanks, thanks, Jeff. Uh, CFO, there was a question about the under expenditure. How does the department fare when only the operational budget is taken into account? If maybe we can respond to that. Well, through you, Chairperson. Um, we have also we have reported that for compensation of employees, our performance is 89.6% or just under 90%. And on goods and services, we had said we overshot by 691,000, which leaves us 
at 103.3%. And we had also indicated that capital expenditure, we underperformed by 151,000, which was 70.5%. So overall combining compensation of employees, goods and services and capital for the quarter, you have 59.447 million where in the, the as projection and where in the actual expenditure is 56.025 with a variance of 3.4 3 million, 3.422 million uh, with expenditure being 94.2 with a variance of 5.8%. Um, that is now excluding the, the, the transfers and subsidies that amount to 551 in terms of our, 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 our spending per economic uh, classification. I hope I have responded to the question, Chair. Okay, thanks, thanks, CFO. Uh, just a few questions that uh, were not responded to. One was the delay, what led to the delay in the scheduling of meetings with municipalities in particular. The, the main issue chair, here was that the meetings were scheduled because what we target, we don't target stuff that does not have an influence in terms of how the municipality operates. So we target the municipal manager we target people working in supply chain management, people who are responsible for the issuing of licenses and all these other critical uh, uh, staff members. So as the meetings were scheduled or the workshops were scheduled for June, we advised EG, um, I'm not sure it's me, but I can't hear you. Me also, too. I can't hear the DG, sir. Uh, Chair, uh, while the DG is experiencing challenges, maybe I can just chip in there. Uh, it's some sort of microphone the DSBD. So we had a, a situation with the availability of the category of managers that the DG mentioned. And as a result, we rescheduled um, according to their availability. And the rescheduling ended up with us having the meetings on the 21st of July, which falls under quarter two. Uh, so in quarter two, we'll be able to report um, on the progress in respect of that, but indeed the meetings did go ahead. Um, and the other question that I think the DG was going to uh, answer is the breakdown on the competitive uh, businesses. Um, so we had here an assortment of our programs responsible for the support provided uh, on the non-financial support side. In respect of business development support, we had about 1,185 uh, businesses that were supported by CEDA um, under their BDS program. And CEDA again under TRAP, 
Um, we had 3,865 businesses under the youth startups. CEDA supported 190 youth startups with uh, non-financial support. And uh, She Trades SA, we had 327. And on the listed products, we had about um, 16 businesses. Then under financial support, the Spaza Shop facility had 200 um, uh, businesses amounting to 2.1 million. And under TRAP, um, uh, which includes, uh, importantly, informal traders, we had 265 amounting to 102.4 million. Um, under the CIFA direct uh, lending intermediaries, managed funds, and KCG, here we had a number of 539 businesses amounting to uh, 416 million and under youth um, startups we had 445 businesses amounting to 34 million and if we do a further breakdown according to targeted groups um, under the BDS program we had an impressive job sustained of 3,873 with these uh, being 709 uh, women-operated businesses, 237 youth, five people with disabilities, and most importantly, uh, 16 uh, cooperatives. And under TRAP, we had a market improvement um, on the cooperatives supported uh, so we had about 98 cooperatives that were supported under TRAP. And, and so throughout the, the breakdown, we then see that uh, the number of businesses owned and operated by women um, uh, is about the, the most that we support as a portfolio, um, followed by youth-operated uh, businesses and then cooperatives come in third, while people with disabilities come in fourth. And, and I, I'm sure that DG and the colleagues have talked previously about the struggle that we face in terms of recruiting and supporting businesses that are owned and operated by uh, persons or people living with disability. And, and those are the questions, Chairperson and Honorable Members, that... I thought that DG was going to touch on. And maybe um, lastly on my side, on the delays related to TRAP. So here we had uh, situations uh, related to just the pure process uh, between uh, the, the submission of documents and the lack of proper documentation being submitted by by, by beneficiaries and the toing and froing between uh, the, the the missing documents, we had issues around um, uh, what are these things uh, quotations and other compliance documents uh, that uh, caused the delays in terms of the processing uh, of of applications. And and we must also mention some of the issues that were broached sharply by. 
by by Sifa. The colleagues at Sifa know this better than I do, and maybe will add or correct. So one of the issues that we face is that the just the sheer amount of applications that are received and versus the the number of available personnel to process those applications, there's a serious misalignment there with the latter being um, lacking a bit, which causes the delays. And, and, And so we are trying then as a portfolio to see how we can ameliorate the situation so that the the numbers of personnel available to consider the applications and process is um, at least commensurate to the number of applications that we receive uh, as a portfolio. Um, uh, okay, so I will I will leave it there. So maybe in the absence of the DG, if he's still not back, maybe Ndokozo can can have a say on the on the issues related to the businesses uh, affected by by the floods. Thank you, Chair. No, thanks. Uh, sorry, thanks. So I thought Dogozo had covered that one. Apologies, yeah. Chair. Uh, oh, I, was sorry, sorry. Um, I think, Dogozo, uh, you did uh, present in terms of the progress. Yes. Yes, did you? I, I think did. did this. If there's any last comments, I think uh, Mr. Markey did, uh, I believe, cover for you. Uh, if there's nothing else, um, I see another hand, um, another member, Kruger, uh, Honorable Kruger and Honorable Tenjani. I wanted to wrap up on this matters, members. So um, DG is now uh, 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 responded to our questions. Let me just give the two of you final, final input. So first, Honorable Kruger. And then Honorable Mkenjani, I want to wrap up on this. Honorable Kruger. Thank you, Chair. Uh, yes, I actually forgot to, to ask SIDA. Uh, um, they mentioned that most of the uh, help to small business is, is in the agriculture sector. And I want to ask them, what is their strategy to avoid double dipping? And we're all familiar with the term double dipping. And we know it's happening a lot for many, many years. And I just want to know what is the strategy to avoid double dipping? Thank you. Okay, good question. Um, Well, uh, thank you very much uh, once again, uh, Chairperson. One last one, Chairperson, which I think also is important. Uh, Chairperson, I want to check with the department here that uh, now that we are all aware, the whole country is aware that there is a new pandemic called low shedding. And if you check, Chairperson, our small businesses, most of them, they rely on electricity or energy to run their businesses. Now, I want to check with the uh, department. Is there any way where they can extend their hand at least and meet these small businesses halfway but in a form of a moratorium or suspension of uh, their 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 payment. Remember, they, they, some of them have loaned, uh, have loaned the money that they need to pay back. But now it's difficult because of this load shedding. If you will check, half a day, the whole day, or half a day, people are not working. So I want to check with the department uh, uh, on that one, uh, Chairperson. Thank you. Okay. Uh, DG, just quick. Oh, yes, another. Honorable Lubengo. 
members let's not be let's not be let's not be triggered by other members i'm i want to wrap up on this one so any yeah. other members that is your final yeah. call i'm giving lubengo honorable lubengo you the final person chairperson um can uh, uh sorry sorry i just want to ask uh, the department as to uh, uh, what role do uh, cooperatives play in the economic currently and in the department's view what needs to be done to encourage cooperatives to grow and be sustainable thank you chairperson thank you thank you also a very good question dg um, i'm just going to give you quickly just to answer quick responses uh, to those three questions dg Thanks, thanks, Chair. I'll request Dozo to respond to Oral Kruger's one, and then Arroy will respond to the Lord Shedding question, and then I'll take the last one. Thanks. Thank you, TG. Okay. Thank you, Chair. <clears throat> on, on the um, agriculture one, that is in relation to uh, the flood relief. So what we do, we as we carry on with the approvals, we share the database with the IDC, as well as uh, the Department of Agriculture, just to make sure that uh, there are no duplications uh, on our list. We picked one with the Department of uh, Agriculture and we addressed the matter. We also picked one um, from the IDC uh, list. So as we carry on approving uh, clients, we share the information with the other organizations that are involved uh, in the flood relief uh, schemes. Thank you, Chairperson. Thanks, Alroy. Uh, thank you, Chair. Thank you, DJ. Um, on the question of load shedding, we, we've, as CIFA, we basically do, we've done three things thus far. We are busy at the moment with a, a research study that basically look at uh, where we've done some research survey to begin to ask the fundamental question about how does load setting impact our funded clients? And we are concluding on that study, and I think we should be uh, finished the analysis uh, by the end of the month. Uh, the second intervention that we are doing is that as part of our funding facilities, that we now approving in addition to our due diligence also now look at to say that does the funded our funded clients or our applicants have access to alternative sources of of uh, energy and there we're looking at generators uh, photovoltaic uh, electricity etc and as part of our funding proposal now we provide additional loan f- facilities to cater for the uh, to mitigate against potential impact of load shedding. As a third intervention, uh, what CIFA does also, for clients that is struggling as a result of load shedding and the inability to honor their loan repayments, we are also engaging in restructuring the payment facilities by providing them with extended period uh, for payments as well as uh, payment holidays. Uh, where we, we, as part of our uh, post-investment activity, to support uh, our funded clients that are struggling as a result of the impact of load shedding. Uh, Thank you very much, DG. Uh, thank you very much, Jay. 
No, thanks, all right. Uh, on the last one, Chair, on the role of cooperatives, uh, Chair, we do believe in, in that they have a very strong role to play, especially in promoting inclusive economic growth so that those people, especially those who are based in rural areas, are able to participate in the economy. So co-ops, that's why we have never um, shied away from trying to intervene in the space. We've not been that successful. Uh, but what we've adopted now is the approach of ensuring that primary cooperatives are the ones that we focus on. There has been a, quite a lot of support at secondary and tertiary level, which really is not um, sustainable. So our focus now has turned to those that are at a primary level, the ones that are doing the actual work other than us supporting these uh, supporting structures. So we do believe in that. We are in a process, uh, Minister and DM, they have directed us to review uh, the cooperative support. Uh, we've had some engagements when we we're having the policy dialogue in Bumalanga. There was a section that focused on cooperatives. So there are also engagements that are taking place with the co-ops sector in particular so that we do assist them or find a better way of assisting them. We've entered into a partnership agreement with DGRV. Uh, they are assisting us in empowering cooperatives. SIDA uh, is also playing a critical role in ensuring that they prepare them for financial support. So we do believe that they do have a critical role and uh, at an appropriate time, Chair, will be able to brief the committee in terms of how we are going to support the cooperatives going forward. But there's quite a number of initiatives we're working on. I'm sure CIFA has presented here at the PC that they're working at an aggregator model uh, so that uh, they do have access to markets and they do have uh, support on the other side to make sure that they produce goods that are of good quality, which is acceptable to the to the market. Uh, thank you, Chair. Thank you. Thank you, DG. Um, and thank you to all the uh, respondents. Uh, Deputy Minister, I will give you concluding remarks uh, if you have any inputs, and then we'll, we'll wrap it up, I'll do a summary. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chairperson and members. We wish to highlight our appreciation of the robustness of the sessions. We always have the portfolio uh, committee uh, assisting us. It is indeed to, very important to keep us on, on, on tours, uh, DG uh, agrees with me on that, and I'm sure our entity's leadership agree to that fact. We have noted all the questions and comments and concerns made by the honorable members. We will factor them in our plans moving forward. I promise, Chair, uh, in future, there will be great improvement in our uh, performance. And once again, Honorable Chairperson and members of the Portfolio Committee, uh, I thank you very much for this work we are doing and we have done today. Thank you very much, Chair. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Deputy Minister Tumot Um Yes, we... We, we are robust, but we also appreciate, and I think I want to talk on behalf of the team. We've asked some very critical questions, but we also show and want to appreciate uh, your team, DG, uh, D, uh, DM and DG. I think uh, take a bow. There's room for improvement, but we are very pleased with the performance of, of the first quarter. So uh, DJ and both entities, CEDA and CIFA, 
yes, there's some challenges, and yes, uh, I want to highlight some of them. But overall, we are we are happy with the with the first quarter performance. There's areas of room for improvement. I, we note the capacity constraints. Um, we need more hands on deck, and the demand always will be bigger than what we can supply. Uh, the need out there for small business help. I think we all appreciate is very big. Our people need help, and so uh, DG and DM and uh, CEOs, you will always get a bit more pressure from us because we feel the heat, and our members on the ground from different political parties feel the heat. And we, we, we it's not that we don't show appreciation. We want to just get more improvement on the system. Um, so with that, we want to to, to thank you. Um, I think. Uh, the application process is still taking long. Um, uh, uh, Mr. Dirks has raised the point of 53 days. Um, uh, we know that you must be due diligent and we know that you need to do things uh, fiduciary and with compliance in mind. But uh, it's still a, a bit too long. And so hopefully we're going to push you to to do applications quicker, give feedback quicker. Uh, we appreciate the automation that's happening. We appreciate the technology that's happening. Uh, DG, your team, um, I think it's Mr. Ndumo who's heading up your, your legislation and the act. Uh, he did give us feedback, written feedback, um, verbal feedback, but uh, we will create an opportunity for our portfolio committee to get a written feedback. So if we can get that, what he said now also to all of us, uh, we would appreciate that uh, because we also want to initiate the process. We would want to get a sense of uh, the, the the bills and the acts and where we are. So maybe we'd, we'd, we'd ask for a separate workshop to that point, but we note the progress and we also note that uh, Mr. Ndumo is now the point person uh, there. Uh, I think, DG, we also appreciate the, the the new approach to cooperatives. I think that's a key, key thing. We want to scale up the township and rural um, entrepreneur program. Uh, I think that's a key thing. So we also appreciate the, the focus uh, around that. Um, I think members have noted the red tape uh, reduction. We're still concerned about, uh, about we're not yet out of the woods there, but I think we note the progress and we want uh, maybe more detailed report on that. I think the one thing that um, members have picked up is around, we actually want to get a profile of the 820 8,200 and some odd beneficiaries. Uh, and we note the Poppy Act and all of those things. But, you know, we also want to celebrate the good news story. I, I've seen on CIFA, on the, on the Facebook, where, where some members, I've actually listened to about 10 stories of CIFA beneficiaries on the CIFA Facebook page. So it's important that maybe CIFA also get, when you get uh, people to, be beneficiaries also make ask them to just tell their story and tell their good news because we are struggling with good news and we want to share good news and we want to make it a critical factor. We want entrepreneurs to be proud of uh, getting help from this government because this is a caring government. So we need to do marketing. I think there was also a nice point that came through around um, why can't we get more uh, radios, uh, radio shows, uh, DM, and with, with you and Minister and the DG go on the radio and do an outreach on the electronic media? 
why don't we have an entrepreneurial uh, TV show uh, where you say, come, people must come on the show and present their ideas. In that way, we're creating an entrepreneurial culture. So I think members are onto something. And uh, DM, um, we also want to appreciate the work that you all guys are doing. Uh, I, I personally was at an event uh, in Philippi uh, just yesterday where the department um, celebrated 105 beneficiaries um, where they got uh, uh, business equipment. Now, obviously, the need is, is, is more so. Uh, the one cry was when we, we showcased that, when are you coming to Mitch's Plain? When are you coming to Google Air? When are you coming to Tansani? So our people are, are eager and ready to, to receive the opportunities. I think the one thing that members are always saying here, please involve us if there's roadshows in our constituencies. I think that also uh, came out strongly. But um, overall, we want to thank the team uh, under your leadership, DM and DG, um, and the entities for a, a, a good performance. Uh, we will continue keeping you on your toes. And we also want to thank members uh, for all the, the relevant questions and the preparation that we put into, into today's session. Um, I want to ask uh, uh, Mr. Kuneni if there's any other issues uh, before I adjourn the meeting. Yes, Jeffers, thank you. We we just have to consider the committee minutes of 14 September. Uh, on the side Why of you the that? On the side of the department, we will request that uh, Mr. Markey provide us with a written uh, response because it was a bit it was a bit faster in giving that that that, that feedback. So we'll appreciate it if it's in, in a written form. Thank you very much. Okay, I think what we'll do we'll we'll share all the questions to the DG and then maybe on some of the issues we'll get written responses DG through your office. Uh, we'll share this, but. Uh, let me give Honorable April while we go through the minutes before we go. Honorable April, I'm giving you another chance. Go for it. Uh, thank you, Chairperson. Uh, this one will be very brief. Thank you for those responses we've received. Chair, I just want to say that the last time in this portfolio committee, I was raising serious issues, the fact that we don't see any movement of the of, of the departments. I can attest now that there is there is really some good work that is coming from the department, and we shouldn't throw the baby out with the bathwater there is a lot of work that they that that, that I can see they are trying to do, and uh, I want to just commend them on that and say that keep on pushing. We are behind you. We see you, and we we hope to work together very well in this last mile of the way. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, thank you, members. Uh, can I direct you now to the screen? We just have the minutes of the previous uh, meeting, um, so we're going to just briefly go through that. Um,
Okay, you can go up. Uh, you can go, but first, let's go in Okay, members, the, there we have it. Um, can I get uh, any inputs, any um, changes, any amendments, or a mover for this adoption of this minutes? Chairperson, I move for the adoption of the minutes as it is. Thank you, Honorable April. Can I get a seconder? Seconder, Chair. I do second, Chair. Oh, thank you, Honorable Klomelang. Okay, members, with that, we we will conclude the session and the meeting standard. Thank you very much, everybody. Uh, we'll see each other in the house. The meeting is closed. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Chairperson, Chairperson, Chairperson. Yes, yes. Hey, Chair. Why can't they make you a speaker? Why can't they make you a chairperson in the house, Chair? A chairperson in the house, Chair. Are you very good? You are honest and straight to the point, Chair. Let's make you a chairperson on the other side. If they make you a chairperson that side, they won't be bouncers. Sure. Sure, sure, sure.